We're live. Hey, welcome everyone to the Across the Podcast. I'm here. Uh, unfortunately, Matt's not going to be able to join us today. He's got a personal issue, but I am joined by your man, the captain of Team Apple. You know him, you love him. Viper, how are you this afternoon, sir? What's happening, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, you know, we're just trying to trying to live the dream here in uh, sunny St. Louis. How are things going on your neck of the woods as far as weather and your day? You know, uh, it's not too bad today. It's about uh, 78 degrees outside right now, so not too bad, not too bad. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's about 90 plus here in St. Louis and muggy because that's just the way kind of St. Louis is. Weather is not really great around here. So um, they always tell you if you don't like St. Louis weather, just give it about 10 minutes and it'll, it'll change. So <laughs> never no. good for, for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess the, the first question is, um, so how long have you been like officially doing YouTube and how did that all get started? And kind of just the genesis on how did how did Viper begin and, and where did that all start? It was for motivation to do what you do. Who? So you want the Viper origin story? Ooh, let me yeah, see like how that. far. Let me see how far I can dig back here. So my very first YouTube upload was on January first, twenty eighteen. Um, so I've been doing YouTube for almost three years now, pretty much. Um, it got started because there was something that was suggested to me over the course of a lot of years. I just never really took it seriously. Um, unfortunately, in two thousand seventeen, I lost my mother, and after that. I just decided to, um, you know what, Michael, uh, throw your ring in the, throw your hat in the ring and see what happens. And uh, been rocking and rolling ever since then, man. It's been quite the journey. Cool, that's awesome. Well, like I said, I've, unfortunately, it's, you know, we losing losing a parent is always a real difficult situation. So, um, but I guess my question is, how do you feel now about your channel as far as like traction? Do you feel good about? It's progress, how it's going. I know you have a lot of, you know, really interesting guests. You've had MKBHD on a couple of times and, and that kind of thing. And how do you, how do you feel overall about, about the space in general and how you're doing in that space? Um, I feel good. I feel good. I mean, obviously, like you said, I've had some issues with YouTube, but overall, I mean, for a person that runs two channels that are pretty much still new to the YouTube game, I think I'm doing all right. Like you said, I've had some legendary tech people on the podcast and on the live streams and things like that. Um, I've been uploading uh, my regular videos as well, and everything is going pretty okay, even given the circumstances. So, for the most part, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right right now. I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah, like I said, I'm a big fan. Like I said, we've been watching your shows, and Matt and I are are huge fans of your of your show. So I guess so I guess what I want to ask is you're you're in Chicago, so I always ask this question of anybody who's who's in Chicago: best pizza in Chicago. Your opinion? Ooh, best pizza in Chicago. Ah, oh, man. I know a lot of people will probably say or Giordano's, um, and that's probably uh, that's probably good. I mean, if we have a lot of good pizza in Chicago, it's hard to pick one. <laughs> I would say that I and I and I had Tim uh, on a little bit, Tim Schofield, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I told him that as far as I was concerned, the only answer to that question is Lou Malnati's. That is probably the nah. best pizza. I love me, I love Lou's. I think that's probably the best pizza in Chicago, as far as I'm concerned. I know everybody goes to Giordano's. That's kind of the Cheney kind of known restaurant in the Chicago land area, but I think Lou's is is better, and I think it's. I, I just like lose better. So I have to admit, I'm a little biased on that. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so as far as phones, um, what is your usually daily driver? I was, I'm assuming it's an iPhone probably. Do you usually rock multiples even when you're not testing or just generally, or how does, how does your, your phone experience use testing process usually work for you? Well, on a normal day, I usually rock at least two phones. Um, right now it's the iPhone 11 pro max and the Samsung galaxy X 20 ultra. Cool. So the two phones that I'm rocking with on a regular basis. I also have uh, I have the iPhone SE, the new one, the 2020 edition. Cool. I have the uh, I have a couple of the new uh, TCL phones that they sent me as well. I got a few phones. 
Cool. So what, what is your, I mean, general opinion about just the SC in general? How do you, I obviously the battery has been discussed as far as not being robust, but as far as the experience and the use, how do, I mean, who is that phone for? What would you suggest as far as overall iPhone experience? Where does that land in the, the pantheon of iPhone users? Well, the SX, don't get me wrong, but as far as who it's for, it's basically for people who have an iPhone 8 and older who are looking to upgrade, people that are holding on to their iPhone for maybe like two, three, four years, and for whatever reason they haven't upgraded, the iPhone SE 2020 is definitely for them. Um, it, it has the chassis, the form factor of an iPhone 8, which obviously has the newer A13 Bionic chip in it. It has uh, newer technology. It'll last you four to five years of support from Apple. So and for people that don't have any of the iPhone 10s, I think if you have the iPhone 10 models, like the 10, 10S, or 11, then the SE is probably not for you. It doesn't have that edge-to-edge -edge, uh, screen. It doesn't have uh, Face ID, things like that. So if you have an older iPhone or if you still prefer Touch ID, then the SE is definitely for you. Cool. So generally, um, your S20 Ultra, how, as far as that goes, how does, how does your, has your been experienced? I've seen some mixed reviews on people would talk about the space zooms gimmick, you know, the general issue with the autofocusing. I mean, what's your been in your experience with the S20 Ultra with what your use has been and your impressions on the phone? Um, the S20 Ultra has been a good device, but the camera, the autofocus on the camera just does not work as advertised. It's kind of frustrating given the fact that the phone starts at $1,400. However, Samsung markets the phone as this high state-of-the-art, high-tier camera system, but when you get to the basins of it, the autofocus just does not work as it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And when your autofocus doesn't work properly, it's, it's kind of hard to sell me a $1,400 phone, which the main selling point being the camera, when the camera system does not work properly. So they kind of dropped the ball with that. But other than that, it's, uh, the device itself is a joy to use. Uh, I love the features that Samsung brings to the table, like the whole picture-in-picture uh, uh, -picture multi-window thing. I know some of those are now standard on Android, but Samsung has been doing them before Android ever incorporated them into the OS for a long time now. So um, I love the features that Samsung throws in. I just I just enjoy using Samsung devices as a whole. But yeah, the S20 Ultra, the camera system is just, uh, yeah, not a good look. No. So, and then on top of the fact that I think, I mean, I've used uh, a, a big zoom like that on, I had a P30 Pro for a while. So I've used that 50 times zoom and it's pretty good for like seeing things from across the street. And I even posted yeah. pictures about like standing a block away and like taking a picture of my own house and actually probably be able to tell if somebody was standing on my roof, I could have enough of a description to say, Hey, I know who this guy is. It's wearing a blue shirt. Kind of looks like, you know, looks like my brother, right? I can tell obviously the quality is not great. And you wouldn't use it as a, as a phone, uh, a picture for anything else, but uh, the space zoom being a problem already just being kind of gimmicky. And then you throw this whole autofocus thing in there. And I, and I guess my question is, I just can't imagine Samsung with their track record of how well they do with Q and a and checking out software and having robust, how they couldn't get an autofocus, right. And how did, did nobody at Samsung corporate check that and go, and they're just like, and I guess my question is, I wonder, do you think they went like they saw it and was like, uh, well, maybe it only affects a handful of devices or, well, we're shit out of luck now. We're just going to have to let it go because you know, we can't really fix it. Maybe we can solve off software, fix it later. But I mean, where do you think that kind of goes? I mean, it seems like they kind of dropped the ball, but at what various level did they drop it? Did they know about it? Or they were just like, it's what? We have an autofocus problem? Oh, okay. That's bad, right? They're like, yeah, that's kind of bad. And we charge how much for it? That's not a great look, man. What do we need to do? Let's damage control it or whatever. Woo, man. You know what? I it, this, is the, this is the hole that they will not be able to dig themselves out from under. Um, I don't know what happened there. I'm guessing they didn't do enough research in R&D. They didn't use the camera enough. Maybe they just focused on the zoom in a 108 megapixel, blah, blah, blah. 
and they didn't really take uh, they didn't really test the the core basic functionality of the camera. And obviously, that's something that should have been called R and D. I mean, at the rudimentary functionality of the phone, you point and shoot. I mean, that's what most people will, will do with the phone. You point and right. shoot. And if your point and shoot game is blurry or crappy, or if you got to toss a coin every time you take a picture, then that's not a good look at all. The point and shoot should work instantly. And I think Marquez said in his interview, I'm not his interview, his, he said in his S20 Ultra review that the issue is with the sensor size. The sensor is so big that some things uh, can get into focus, but some things are out of focus by the nature of the sensor. So <laughs> unfortunately, no matter how many software updates Samsung issues, Ultimately, they won't be able to fix the crux problem, which is the autofocus, because of the size of the sensor. So we have to hope that with later iterations of their devices, that they're able to address the autofocus issue, maybe put some different hardware into the phone. But obviously, for those of us that have this S20 Ultra, we're pretty much SOL. There's not really a fix for a hardware issue. You can't fix the hardware issue with software. So we kind of got screwed over. Right. Yeah, that's unfortunate, too, especially concerned now. I'm wondering, you know, like when when the phone's six hundred bucks or seven hundred bucks, that's an easier pill to swallow as a as a compromise. When you're spending near a grand and a half, that's a little bit harder to sell. So uh, we got some people in the chat. Dave's in here. We got uh, Webster. We got Ronalds in here. So a question was um, by Dave. He basically asked, um, how often do you use Android devices? Being the cabinet, like how often, like a fifty fifty split, just occasionally. I guess they just want to know more about like your use and how often percentage wise you would like day to day use. So, like I said, um, usually I carry two phones everywhere I go, more or less. Uh, usually an iPhone and an Android. Honestly, I'm using this S20 Ultra more than my iPhone just because I have more features and functionality. Picture in picture, which I keep telling Apple to bring <laughs> to the iPhone, which they haven't done yet, which infuriates me. But that's another story for another day. So, yeah, I'm using, I'm using the Android more because I have picture in picture and it allows me to do more multitasking. But the iPhone is my main go-to. I mean, I do everything. I pay all my bills with my iPhone. I pretty much have my iPhone every time I leave the house. But yeah, I love using the S20 Ultra besides the camera issues. I mean, so these are the two that I'm using on a day-to-day basis. Perfect. Yeah, like I said, I well, you know, I I think it's like with one and his LG coverage, it's like, why doesn't Apple just listen to, hey, you got Marquez, you got other people, you got Viper sitting there going, hey man, picture, you know, can we do this multi-window? Can, can it be a thing? It's gotta be a thing. You guys can't, I know you're hanging out at Cupertino. Come on, give me a break. It's, it's not a new thing. And the other devices and other OSs have been doing it for so long. It's almost comical. Why it can't be that hard. I know they have talented engineers over there. They can There's no excuse because <laughs> the features already exist on iPad OS. That's the most infuriating part of this dude. We can do these things on iPad, but for whatever reason, they refuse to bring these features to iPhone and it's infuriating for real. Now, I, I, I didn't there was something talk about like like making those one OS like you know why is there a delineation between iPad OS and then iOS and then why can't those features just happen and then never seem to get an answer. It seems like they just kind of never really address the issue. Like any software company or any hardware company, it's like well, your opinion's valuable, but I mean, just there should be some. You think there would just be some feature line alignment there in, in both. OS since most people have an iPad and an i uh, an iWatch and even an iPod and an iPhone. They talk about this unity of of OS. Why why can't that all line up a lot easier? I don't know. I know there's a project that Apple has been working on for the past few years called Project Catalyst, and it's supposedly they're going to try to merge the app so they can work on any device. So they're trying to make the app like universal. So if you like have like a HomeKit app or the, the Apple Podcast app or just apps in general you can use any app on a macbook or ios device something like that so mm -hmm. that's something they've been working on but it hasn't really come to fruition yet i mean we have a few apps that are that way but 
most of the apps are OS uh, independent or OS dependent, like I should say. So right. we're not there yet, but I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's infuriating. Like I said, you could do all these different things on Android devices. We can do all these things on iPad OS, but when it comes to iOS and iPhones, even the larger screen iPhones, it's almost, it's almost like it's a waste of space. I got right. a 6.5 inch iPhone 11 Pro Max, which can't even do multi-window. It can't do picture in picture. And I'm just like, there's nothing to really differentiate the iPhone 11 Pro Max from the 11 Pro. I mean, the screen is bigger, but what are you doing with it? They're doing nothing with the added screen real estate. And it's just frustrating because they, 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 I mean, the more infuriating thing, Sam, is that I, uh, we've had plus size iPhones since 2014 right. and never, and I mean, never has Apple done anything to differentiate the plus size iPhone from the regular size iPhone. I mean, you might get a, a, a hardware tweak between the two here or there. Like the like the uh, plus model might have like two cameras, where the regular model has one. But other than that, other than other than slight hardware tweaks, there's been no like software like extra software goodie for the larger size iPhones. And I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> and I and I guess my question is, and I can do this because everybody in my family is an iPhone user. I'm the only Android person in my family, right? So they all give me crap, and you know, the AirDrop and all that kind of stuff is really cool. I've seen it done, and I, but I think. If this was the Android community in that, I think they're more aware of the differences of features than most of your iPhone. Like my parents and like my wife, she they don't even know about like multi-screen. I've never really showed it to them. So they don't really know it's a thing. And when I have shown them stuff like that on Android, they're like, oh, okay. Well, I really would never use that. It's because they don't think they would use it. It's just one of those things where they're not aware that that's a thing. Like, why should I watch a DVD when I have a perfectly good VHS collection? I said, have you ever seen the matrix on a DVD? <laughs> Watch it. And then you'll see. It's like, it's because you don't know it's not a thing. You don't know it's a thing. So if you're not aware of that being a thing, it's a feature set that I guarantee my parents who are iPhone six users, they don't even know about it. And if you told them, yeah, you could picture in picture and you could watch this and do that. They're like, oh, that's great. Okay. Well, I don't really care about that. I just want to basically make my angry birds go. And I just like the fact that it works and I can have FaceTime and I don't really care about all that. It's because they don't know. And right. I think Android people are a little bit more like digging into the weeds. A lot of these people are like, look, I notice feature sets. A lot of people are more critical of Android because of the variation in hardware and software and build quality. The difference between a TCL versus a Note versus a Xperia, right? Or an HTC phone. And, and, uh, and of course, if you notice today, I'm wearing my, my Ninja Cat. I'm definitely uh, an old Windows phone purist fan, as it were. So I, I, I try to, I still like that as far as an OS. So yeah, it just it seems like Apple's not listening to that kind of thing, and just they've never even after the all the years of having a larger screen, it's just basically a dis bigger display with a bigger battery and maybe an extra piece of hardware in it, and that's about it. Which yeah, is a shame. Yeah, it's just an elongated iPhone at this point. I mean, there's no like, um, there's no difference in worth something with something in them. I mean, extra camera lens, like I said, bigger battery, but what about the software feature? What about added software functionality to the bigger iPhone? It just doesn't exist. And it's frustrating because there's no excuse. Again, on my iPad Pro, I can have two apps running side by side. Right. I can have picture in picture via Safari. I mean, that's not the best solution, but at least it's something. I can watch a YouTube video, right. uh, minimizing the Safari, and then that window pops out, and I can do anything else I want on the iPad while watching that YouTube video on 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 iPad. But for whatever reason, this has still not come to iPhone. And like I said, we have had plus size iPhones for six years. 
We are. There's a technology. Nothing takes six years, Sam. Nothing. Nothing. Technology moved way too fast, but it's still be an issue. This should not be an issue. We have been dealing with this stuff for six years, and six years in, the plus size iPhone models still don't differentiate in software from the regular size. It's atrocious. Right. And like I said, it's like in six years, it's not even brand new. That's an eternity in, in the tech space. I mean, that is practically like another generation, like a physical human generation. It's literally the years. Yeah. And it's just and it seems like with the iPhone 12 and I haven't been paying many attention to a lot of the rumors. I don't think that's going to be a thing in iOS, you know, the new iOS or the new iPhones. I just don't think that's going to be a thing either. And here's another year that goes by where Apple is just not really taking advantage of something that should have been done years ago. To, much yeah. to you, chagrin, which I, I appreciate. And then, like I said, uh, one of our commenters said, respect Viber, despite being team capital, he always calls them out when they need to be called out. Right. Because I think in order to be a proper leader and a proper captain, you have to show up when your crew and when your ship isn't running at optimal performance and optimal proficiency. And that's that's a good thing. You, that means there's a difference between being a tech fan and being a shill. And basically just saying, well, nobody needs it. Who really cares? And, and basically excusing away a lot of the differences. And there have to be some differences in platforms, but not between iPad, iOS, and iOS. That shouldn't be the difference. It should be aligned. And anybody in Apple should be able to get that done. And they don't. It's just ridiculous. I, I, I just One of the things I don't understand at all, it's just silly. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting because obviously we got a, what's today's day? Today is the 7th of June. 7th. So in about a couple of weeks here, we have WWDC 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is where iOS 14 will be unveiled. So I'll be very interested to see how well what Apple does with iOS 14. Um, will they bring some of these uh, plus um, added functionality like multi uh, multitasking, real multitasking, and mm-hmm. other things to um, to iPhone? Hopefully, but um, I'm not going to hold my breath. No, unfortunately, I know Matt's Matt's here. Just want to pop in and say, sorry, he's not on the show today. He's got some stuff going on, but he'll be back next week. And he apologizes to Viper. Like I said, he wanted to be here. He was very excited as I am, but, uh, you know, things happen. Life happens. What are you going to do? Right. So I want to let him know that we're thinking about him and we appreciate it. And then, uh, so the TCL phones, how do you feel about those? Not just about the hardware and the fact that TCL is in the game now, as far as their own standalone brand, but do you feel that any startup brand in the Android space has a chance taking any traction really if they don't have carrier support in the U S as far as globally, maybe, but in the U S how do you feel about that whole TCO? Is anybody going to know about them? Are, are they going to get traction or should they? Um, TCO is an amazing brand. I mean, I don't know what people realize just how big of a company TCO is. TCO is a global entity. They are all over the world. Now, when it comes to smartphones, nobody knows who TCO is because they have never made an actual TCO phone. But TCO isn't new to the smartphone game. They are the parent company of Alcatel, and they used to uh, uh, sell BlackBerry devices. So TCO isn't new to smartphones. They've been they've been uh, frolicking around in the smartphone space for a while now. This is just the first time that they've actually come out with TCL-branded phones. Um, I think they could do a lot of good if they stay down there in that mid-range price tier. Right. If they try to come up and play with Apple and Samsung, they're going to get crushed. I mean, they're just, they're just, you can't do that. But if they stay down in the mid-tier price game and, and make their bones there, make a name for themselves like OnePlus did, because OnePlus had the same strategy back in the day. Right. They came out with a phone that had uh, 90% of the flagship feature for 50% of the price, and gradually over the next six and seven years, OnePlus, uh, OnePlus was able to build up their credibility, and now they're on a couple of carriers here in the U.S. Now, right now, TCO isn't any, they aren't being sold to any carriers in the U.S., but Again, if they can stay in that mid-tier price range and build up a, rep- a reputation for making awesome smartphones, they'll grow like OnePlus. 
And hell, they I mean, I think they might have a better chance than one plus two because they have they are more of a global entity than one plus is. And we know that TCL when they when they find a successful business strategy, they have no problem sticking to it because they have some of the best selling TV in the world, at least in the US. Yeah. I mean, I think Linus Texan did a video like two years ago uh talking about a TCL video that uh TCL TV that was number one selling on Amazon. Yeah. And if they can maintain a uh, if they can maintain that same business model as it relates to smartphones and do the same thing in the smartphone game and just gradually make, make uh, better devices over time and building up their credit uh, credibility and their fan base, they have a real chance to make some noise in the smartphone market. Yeah, I actually had an Alcatel Idol 4S. It was uh, the Windows phone version of the Alcatel, and I actually liked the phone. There was some issues with just... You know, the phone itself, as far as the hardware was nice. It was a great phone, had uh, speakers, but it was cool. It had speakers, but the speakers were actually in the rear. So it, like they were like pass-throughs. It had great sound for, for a phone. It was, uh, you know, the 4S was like, had a rear fingerprint scanner. It was really a great phone. So I, I've used an Alcatel phone before and uh, it's really, really good, good, well-made phones. And I, I guess my question is, uh, do you think it, do you think they, if they stay in that space, will they do what OnePlus did? and kind of abandoned the whole bargain space, right? They're not in that space. The one plus eight, the only one place pro are definitely what we now consider now flagship phones at a flagship ish price. Do you think that one plus should offer a, a mid range phone like they did with the one plus X back in the day, or does TCL stay in this spot? Or are they going to do what one plus did in order to get carrier traction? Do they have to move up that Priced here in the next three or four years to get in a carrier, will they will they take a mid tier phone and put it in a store if they're not offering a phone that's seven hundred dollars plus? Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if a pricing is a bigger deal about getting into carriers as much as reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, what TCL needs to do now is build up their smartphone reputation. They have to grow as a company as a brand. They have to get a fan base because that was the big thing about OnePlus. They took fan feedback. They listened to it. And each year they made their devices more fan friendly, better for the fans. And it eventually got to a point which allowed them to come to the U.S. on T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. And then now they're on T-Mobile and Verizon. And who knows, maybe next year they'll be on more carrier. But for TCL right now, they just have to stay where they are and build up their reputation. It's almost like uh, being a brand new creator on YouTube, right? Right. Um, you have no fans when you start out. But the more content you put out, the more fans you grow. And then um, that allows you to do different things. Maybe you start getting monetized, you start getting funds and things like that. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta grow, right? They have to, right. they have to grow where they are now. They have to, they have to find a way to dominate the mid-range market. If they can find a way to dominate the mid-range market, and it's getting more and more competitive each and every year now. Agreed. If they, could, if they could find, a, if they could find a way to dominate or even be competitive more or less, then that gives them a chance to grow as a brand. You know, if they, uh, if they if they reach out and get feedback from their fans and listen to the fans and provide and, uh, and take that feedback and make better products out of that feedback, then TCL has a real chance, like I said earlier, to do some damage. But the, as far as getting into carriers, it doesn't, it's not, the price is not the issue with TCL. The way they get into carriers is building a fan base and a reputation for making successful smartphones year over year. Um, right. That's the only way that any carrier is going to take them seriously, seriously because right mm-hmm. now, what carrier is going to take them? They are unknown. They're a wild card. The carriers don't know how a TCL phone is going to sell. They're not going to touch TCL right now because they have no reputation. So they have to build that reputation. They have to build that trust and uh, and credibility with the fan base first. And then once they build that up, then they can worry about trying to get into a carrier store. Yeah. 
So, like I said, I, I think that that's a really good point. And it's a really good observation on how it is. But like I said, you know, and then you worked, looked at companies like HTC who had carrier traction and then just were like a juggernaut. And then unfortunately, because they didn't have enough diversification, TCL is a huge company. They got TVs, they got all this other stuff. They can absorb some losses, even if yeah. they're breaking even or even losing on these phones at first until they can kind of start to get some traction. But I agree. I, I haven't been able to use a TCL device because I don't get them sent to me for review. But just looking at and watching your content and seeing what you say and other content creators, I was like, man, if I were looking for a really good solid device at that price range, I, you'd almost be, it's almost a no brainer to give it a try and see, because it seems like, you know, I know people go like, oh, they only get one OS update and only two years of software support. But I don't think really that's the thing. I think that if you can get a phone, it looks, the build looks great. It looks like it really is built well. The cameras are, are good for that range. I mean, they're not class leading. Obviously, they're not going to be pixel-ish, but you don't expect that. I don't think anybody who's in that $500 is expecting it to crush a Samsung S20 Ultra or an iPhone 11 Pro Max as far as video quality. But I think for what you're buying, I think it's a solid, it's a great option for that price point. And you don't have to feel like you're getting a cheap phone. It's a solid device. And um, how's your experience been with like the software, the, the, the overlay on Android? Does it seem heavy? Does it seem smooth? Do you have any issues as far as like using the phone? You're like, eh, I don't really care for this UI element or anything like that that you noticed. No, um, from, from uh, my time using the phone, the software worked great. I, I mean, I was actually very impressed with the software. It's like uh, it's it's almost like a very thin skin of Android. Um, okay. I think they call it TCL UI, okay. but it's a it's it's in practically no like uh. I mean they they have a, they have a couple of like TCL tweaks and extra features that they added on top of the skin. But other than that, the skin is very light. It doesn't bog down the phone like TouchWiz used to back in the day with Samsung devices. It's a very light skin. It's very functional. It's almost like stock Android to some extent, but not quite. Uh, TCL added their little flavor in there. They got some extra features that are very useful on there. Like they have a, they have something called the smart key, a dedicated button on the hardware that you can program to do practically anything you want with the phone. You can use it, you can use it to uh, activate a certain feature of the phone, or you can use it to open up a certain app. I mean, I don't see that on any other handset right now that I know of. So things like that will take them a long way if they can improve upon things like that. And like I said, if they can build that fan base and get their effect level up, then they can be a major player in a few years. So yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. Like I said, there, you know, uh, Dave made a comment as far as I think that software will become the biggest different feature for most phones going forward, especially in that middle tier space. And I'm excited yep. for that middle tier space. There is finally now really good options at that space at that price point that you, and yep. and, and just in and obviously the iPhone SE fills that space, but just like the TCL range. And I mean, and you got other people saying that basically the Pixel 3a is pretty good at $280 from B&H. I mean, that's a pretty good, pretty good bargain. I mean, that's a pixel trying to do what they got to do. So anywho, so, um, yeah. And then, uh, somebody mentioned the comments. I got these new headphones. These are actually the, uh, a new pair of headphones that DSO had suggested before I get their, uh, uh, the CB ones from, I can't, I, I draw a blank on the name, a status CB ones, 60 bucks. And they're really good. And I bought a little boom mic with them. They're really good. So I noticed you got those headphones that are, what kind of, are those are just for listening with the mic or are those something you would actually use <laughs> listening to music in your house. Oh, these are the Soundcore Q10. These headphones are absolutely amazing. They're 40 yeah. bucks. They have like excellent bass. Um, I use these a lot to watch uh, movies and shows, but they, they're good for music as well. But for $40 and for the level of, level of bass that they bring for that price, mm -hmm. <laughs> these, I, these are so good. I have two pair of these. So these are legit. <laughs> a, a backup pair in case you leave one in the other room and you're like, I don't want to go get it. Ah, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Get this way. But no, I do what like happened, 
what happened was that I brought this color first, the red and black. Ooh. And then like uh, a couple of days ago, they came out with all black. I'm like, oh, I want the all black. So I picked up the all black. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, well, I got to have more colors. And I think that's the problem. I think that's why companies should offer more colors because it could sell more units. I mean, there are people that you went out and spend another 40 bucks just because you saw that and went, dude, all black. I'm yeah. in. 40 give bucks. It, Take my money. Here me. you go. Yep. <laughs> So that's awesome. So, and I, I like the fact that 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 key is programmable. When are we gonna find finally? Can we talk to people about having a button on the side that not only is a convenience key, but it's a convenience key. It lets me do what I want to do. I don't want to use it for this. I want to do it for that. That's why I liked about the BlackBerry devices. You know, it's a convenience key. You could map it to whatever you wanted to. And and I like the fact that unlike <clears throat> Bixby button <laughs> on my phone, you know, they finally, you know, the fact that. Not only then you then you even went through the trouble of finding software apps that would actually help you remap it, and then Samsung squashes that. I'm like, quit trying to make people use Bixby. Give your consumers a choice. If Bixby was kick ass, people would use it. They wouldn't have to go to an alternative. Make make Bixby better, and you know, and like you know, like Cortana. Again, I, I hate that. See that, but I mean, can you imagine a Cortana button on a Windows phone, and then forcing Windows users to be stuck to it? I mean, that was already bad enough. They'd have to deal with the phone's OS and the lack of apps, but just having a, I can't imagine having a button that you can't program. I just think that taking that software out of your hands as a consumer is just why they're not taking it away. You're giving them choice. And I think that's a lot of things companies don't do. Yeah. I think Samsung really wanted to uh, uh, try to increase their use of the big B functionality. But like you said, it's not, it's, it's not to a level where I would actually go out of my way to use it. And having a dedicated button just for that just annoys me. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't endear me to your brand. It annoys the hell out of me. So mm-hmm. I'm glad with these phones this year they have finally got rid of that Bixby button, and now it's just they um they are they are back to the standard volume up and down power button, and that's it. I mean, I think obviously they built Bixby functionality into the power button, but it's not a dedicated Bixby button, which is much more preferable. And but mm-hmm. the, the thing about uh the thing about phones though is that we're going more and more away from buttons. So I don't think we're gonna get any more like dedicated button. To program the way we want them because phones are going away from buttons because ultimately um we're moving toward portless devices i know in the right. next probably three or four years there's going to be a portless iphone so the fact that we're going portless to me is going to be a, a less of a need for buttons and i think buttons are slowly going away and that and to that point how do, how do you feel about that as far as a portless or buttonless phone like an all-screen display where you have to everything's on the screen I, I'm a little bit wary about that just because I, I, I don't, especially because I don't know if you remember, you know, HTC did that whole thing with the U12 plus where they weren't buttons. They were, you push them and I had a U12 plus. It was the most annoying thing. You get phantom touches. It didn't work. If, if I can be hundred percent confident, which I'm not going to be because I know Apple and any tech company is not perfect. If you remove all those buttons and remove all those ports and you just go with this thing, I'm thinking, that software has to be completely locked in. It has to be totally fail-proof. It has you cannot yeah. launch a phone and go, oh hey, yeah, um, the power button thing, huh? Well, it doesn't work sometime, or we'll software patch it. It's like yep. no, that's got to come out of the gate, ready to go, and it, it cannot be l- released to a mass market and just go. Well, <laughs> you guys test it out, and especially, can you imagine what they're going to cost just for the coolness of it? I mean, we may see phones that are in that. price point in three or four years. That may be the norm. And can you imagine spending two grand on a phone that has no ports that you can't do anything with? And it's just frustrating as hell to use or getting people to use that is going to be challenging, I think. Yep. I agree. It's terrifying. A phone with no buttons, no ports is absolutely terrifying because like somebody in the chat just said, how do you reboot a device like that? Obviously, there'll be some type of special functionality that has to be built in to troubleshoot uh, any device flaws and a fault. I mean, you have to. I mean, 
that that's the big thing that scares me about a portless device, uh, troubleshooting. Because mm-hmm. right now, if something's wrong with your phone, you can just plug it into the computer and do a reset and something like that. And there you go. Or if you're on an Android and something's going on with your phone, you can boot into recovery mode. But right. that has buttons. That's a button combination. So obviously, when you're talking about a portless device with potentially having no buttons, it kind of limits the options and how you could troubleshoot the phone if something goes wrong. But we have to have some sort of troubleshooting functionality built into the a portless device. So hopefully, like I said, that software has to be locked down. You cannot release that before it's ready because that's a disaster waiting to happen. Hopefully, whoever does it first uh, has all of that mapped out before they bring that to the masses because whew, that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm curious. To see, do you think that would Apple would be the first one since that's kind of been a thing that's been talked about? Or do you think that maybe there is like one of those, like in a Xiaomi or an Oppo or a company like that, that's really interestingly trying to push boundaries with wraparound screens and screens on the back and like the Mi Mix Alpha and those kind of things. Do you think it's going to be a company like Apple that does that? Or do you think that's going to be uh, one of these other manufacturers that's going to try to get it in there as far as a portless phone? Well, I'll actually, I forget the name of it, but somebody actually came out with a portless device, I think last year or the year before last. I think it was like the, I think the, it was called the Moose something. I forget what it was, but okay. a company already did come. They came out with a portless phone. Um, didn't really haven't really heard too much about it, but uh, apparently they're one that exists out there. It must not have done too well because I, I pretty much I've heard nothing more <laughs> since <laughs> when it first came out like a couple of years ago. But yeah, um, as far as who will be the first to bring it to like uh, mainstream, yeah, uh, probably Apple. I mean, I mean, yeah. there there aren't too many things that go mainstream before Apple makes them mainstream. There it is, the music um, zero, the music yeah. zero. Yeah, that was the first portal. That's that's actually already out there somewhere, but I'm guessing it died out because nobody talks about it anymore. But yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. if, if, as far as mainstream uh, portless device, Apple, I think since we know that they're working on it, they'll probably be the first. I mean, somebody might try to beat Apple to the punch, but will it be mainstream? Whatever they come out with, probably not. So it, it won't be mainstream. It won't be important until Apple makes it important. Or Samsung. Samsung has been known to uh, come out with some things that have become like uh, mainstream. Like Samsung was were the first ones to come out with wireless charging for their phones. It right. took a few. It took about three or four years before it became like mainstream. But Samsung has been doing that for a while now. So Samsung might be on their way, but I'm guessing Apple will probably be the first since the rumors seem to revolve around Apple coming out with a prototype before anybody else. Right. And my question is, if it does, if obviously you'll probably get a review if that does come at some point, because I think you probably would. My question would be, would you actually be an early adopter? Are you one of those people that's like, I see something, I know it's like, eh, well, like a Fold or the, the Galaxy Z Flip or, you know, or we talk about the Microsoft Duro you know, Microsoft, you know, dual screen device. Would are you would you consider yourself a first adopter? Have you done that? And would you in this case? Oh. Now, usually, usually I am an early adopter. I mean, I, I right. usually want the latest and greatest. However, when we're talking about a portless device, I think I would have a little I would have a, some hesitation, some apprehension about being an early adopter to a portless device. I mean, right. there will have to be some serious safeguards and things in place before I would think I would take a chance on a first generation portless device. I mean like I said, there's a lot that has to go right before that can even become a, a, a normal thing. I mean, how do you charge it? I mean, how fast can you charge it? How do you troubleshoot it if something goes wrong? I mean, how do you how do you update something like me? Um, I, I mean, I guess not. How do you update it? But there, like I said, there's a whole bunch of things. Um, how do you how do you transfer data? This that. I mean, there's just a bunch of things that need to be put in place. There's a there needs to be an infrastructure in place before I can take something like that seriously. So. I think I would be apprehensive, apprehensive about getting a portless device. And then Vasco's makes a comment. Yeah, it's another feature that no one asked for. It's like, you know, is anybody asking for a portless device? And I guess my question is, what's 
what is driving that? Is it IP68 resistance? Is it is it just because it's the cool thing? And can we can we pull this off? Is it a reference device? I mean, but like, who's asking for a portless device? Is there anybody out there that you know very saying, you know what, this phone would be kick ass if it had no ports at all and you couldn't really like hard charge it and you couldn't reset it anyway or you couldn't reboot it in any way or you couldn't hook it to your computer other than a wireless connection? Have you ever heard anybody ever say that that's a thing that they really like? I want that thing to be a thing, or is it just somebody trying to a a, a, a solution trying to find a problem? I don't know if anybody has ever asked for a portless device. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you remember, remember when Apple came out uh, and eliminated the headphone jack back in 2016 or, or 2017, whatever thing was 2016. Uh, people were mad. People were not happy with that, and right. Apple said they did it because of courage, but. You're talking about a, a technology that has been around for 100 years that a lot of people still use to this day, and Apple just went ahead and eliminated it. Nobody asked for the elimination of the headphone jack. Apple right. just did it. So this is, this, I think, like you said, this is a solution looking for a problem instead of a problem that, that we're providing a solution for. So um, I think it's just uh, companies trying to figure out the next big thing in technology. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if Portland's going to be the next big thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know. I know. Sometimes we we do complain about cables and things like that, and like having a bunch of cables. But a completely portless device, though, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. And Jim makes a comment here. How do you get a SIM card in it? I guess eSIM. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a lot of leap of faith. And I, yeah, there's courage, and then there's just blind faith. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to put my trust in the fact that you buy this phone, and you're taking a leap of faith that, you know, and I, I would say that if Apple does this, they would say, hey, anybody in six months who wants to bring the phone back full, just return it full price, <laughs> just be done with it. I know that won't happen, but um, uh, like uh, the USB-C port, when, what do you think? And obviously it's not coming to the iPhone 12 probably. Do you think that's something that should come to iPhone devices and just a standard standardized port? Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. The, the iPhone should have USB-C because iPads have USB-C, MacBooks have USB-C. One of the most frustrating things about the Apple <laughs> ecosystem is that there is no one charging standard for the entire thing. Right. iPhones are on Lightning. Everything else is on USB-C. It's kind of funny. I mean, I know why, because they make royalties off of Lightning, so they don't want to get rid of that. But I think, like my good buddy John Prosser has been saying, mm -hmm. uh, we will see a portless iPhone before we ever see one with USB Type-C in it. So, I don't know. Well, and here's the funny part. So, I'm not funny, but um, I went, and I don't know about you when it comes to the charging cables themselves. I have never in my life had more cable iPhone cables, lightning cables fail than on an iPhone. I buy right. those cables every three fucking months, man. And then like I've had iAndroid cables, USB-C, micro USB. I've never had an Android cable fail at that point. Every <laughs> fucking iPhone cable. I just literally, I'm not kidding you. My daughter came up to me. She goes, hey, dad, look. And she saw it and I bought a 2.5 no. meter cable, which is great because my, my wife likes to lay in bed and use her iPhone. And it was twenty five dollars. I'm like, why do I have to replace these stupid cables every three months? I'm telling you, no. Apple, can, Apple can kiss my ass. I know they designed them to fail because they shouldn't always. I mean, everybody has problems with those cables. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Apple. It's like you said. Like out of all the uh, OEMs that bring out smartphones, Apple, Apple probably has the most flimsy cables ever. 
Oh, which is probably why I don't really use them at all. <laughs> right. I just, I just, I can't, I cannot for the life of me. Like, it's almost like comical that people actually have to put like little things in the bottom to kind of shore them up so they, they don't flex. But I'm like, how can this cable at this, why can this always be a point of failure? And everybody's like, well, I guess I'll just go out and buy a, a new iPhone cable every three months at $25. Or you can buy the, the cheap one for five bucks at the gas station. It doesn't work or blows up your phone. Then Apple will tell you, well, you blew up your phone using a non-standard charger. So <laughs> tough shit. You're on your own, pal. So um, I wanted to talk more about like, and, and, and so how are you, are you eventually, I, I'm talking about like monetizing and stuff for your, your YouTube channel. I want to go back to that. Cause you made a comment about that. Uh, do you have a, your full-time job and are you trying to leverage that? I mean, what's that? Oh, bless you. I think that's a sneeze. I hope that's a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yawn. <laughs> oh, it's okay. No, I apologize. Um, so like, how do you, do you have a regular full-time job and what do you do? And then are you looking to leverage and what is that tipping point where you, you think you'll be at that point? Like, how does that all look for you? Do you really you know, know? I, I wish I knew. Um, <laughs> I do have, a, I do have a regular nine to, uh, nine to five job. So I work in it. So that's what I do regularly. Then, then when I'm not doing it, obviously I'm trying to build up my brand on YouTube and podcasting and things like that. So, um, as far as looking to do it full time, hell yeah, yeah, I would love to do a build. I would love to be able to do it full time. I'm hoping one day I can get to the point where I can go full time, just being a full time tech content creator. That's right. what I want to do. That's what I would like to do. But um, right now, I'm not really particularly close to that goal. But I mean, I mean, we're getting we're getting close to every day, but right. not particularly close right now. But that is what I'm working toward, trying to be a full time tech content creator one day. So just taking it one day at a time, more or less. Well, that's cool. Like I said, and we really appreciate the, I mean, cause that's in order to work that full-time, like see, I work a full-time job too. And, and where I work, I have no interest in like doing this full-time as a thing. This is just something fun. I like to do and talk to you guys and that kind of thing. I, I work for the fed <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and, uh, it's a great place to work. And I do a lot of really important work and it's, it pays me well. And I can't complain because, um, I realize that in order to get to that hump, doing what you do, watching you guys at just hundred miles an hour, all about the hustle. And it's, I watch guys like you. And I think part of the reason why I gravitate to your channel more than other content creators, as far as you can see the level of energy and hustle and the work you can see people that are, you're not sitting there going, well, my channel doesn't have this many subscribers. It's because it's on everything's unfair. And I'm not, it's like, you got to go out and you got to do that content. It's like, I don't know if you're aware of a man named David Goggins. He was a former seal. He wrote a book called can't hurt me. Um, he talks about just, 100% hustle, right? Life is not about motivation. Life is about obsession. It's be obsessed. It's like, I want to be the best at this. And it's never about accomplishment. It's always doing this better and doing this better and doing this better. And it's always about the hustle. He went from, you know, tried to go to SEAL training, had to do it three times and go to Buds and get through it. And then he has to like run ultra marathons. And he was done doing that. He did like the pull-up record, 4,000 pull-ups in 24 hours. I mean, just to watch your hustle and watch your level of energy and go and you're working that nine to five job in it and then getting home and you, when other people are going to go, I'd rather just relax or I'm not feeling it tonight. I know there's probably been times where you had to really kind of like go like, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm just not energy wise. I don't have content. I just, I don't feel in a good space, especially what's what's going on currently with this whole lockdown situation, the current situation going on with unrest in the country to get there and keep going through that. It's a testament. And it's honestly, it's, it's, it's inspiring to see somebody like me who's just kind of doing it. And if I get some traction, cool. If I get a few people that enjoy the, the content, that's great. But to watch you do it and watch you go at it with that energy is, is really kind of inspiring. I really like watching you and see it from the front end, right? You know, by the time I watch some of these other content creators, they already have 5 million subscribers or 6 million. But to watch that genesis of that build and that, that brand you're growing and watching that start is kind of literally kind of cool to see. I really appreciate watching that. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, 
like I said, I mean, I'm not getting anywhere if I don't put in the work. I mean, I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, they feel entitled to an audience. They feel entitled to views. They feel entitled to subscribers. And that, that's just not <laughs> that's not going to get it done. Like nobody's going to give you anything because you want it. You got to go out there and you got to put in the work. I'm a firm believer in hard work paying off. So I believe if I work hard enough, eventually my hard work will play off. So that's why I'm out here live streaming every damn day, damn near. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. It's awesome. Even though I haven't posted any videos on a regular channel in over a week, but I mean, I've been taking a break for obvious reason. But right. yeah, I'm still out here doing these live streams almost on a daily basis. I'm still growing the brand, still talking to people every, every day and doing things like that. So yeah, I'm out here hustling, trying to build something and it's working for the most part. So I'm just continuing to do what I do, build my brand online and uh, we'll see what happens. So what, what's the, what's the next like what's the next six months for for Vipers? Like just continue. I mean, obviously WWC is coming up, and you're going to be focused on that. And we're going to have that you know, Note Twenties coming up. Is there other things other than just like mobile tech that you're going to be working on, or do you have like major plans for stuff? What what else is going on in the next six months of 2020 of, of Viper and in, in your channel? You know, that's a good question. I'm pretty I'm pretty bad at this because I don't really plan <laughs> out stuff too well. Right, but neither like do I. Said, <laughs> but, but like you said, WWDC is coming. Obviously, Samsung is having their unpacked events, so I'll have to I'll be looking at that because I like Samsung devices and things like that. Um, at some point, Google is dropping a Pixel 4a. I don't know when. It's supposed to be this month. I don't know. Um, and then and then the Pixel 5 is coming after that. Um, I just brought a 16-inch MacBook Pro. I just brought a 2020 iPad Pro, so I got I got those things to do uh content on i got the ipad magic keyboard i need to do a video and review about so right uh yeah um but other than that um just keeping the podcast going uh funny thing when next week concludes i will have done 93 podcast episodes i think i'm at yeah wow. I'm at, it'll be 93 cool. so episode 100 of the podcast is coming up probably by the end of the summer so that i need to try to figure out a big plan for that i want i want that to be a special podcast obviously 100 episodes in so i gotta figure out what to do for that um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just working, man. Like I got to tell you, I, I just I stay working. You, I'm not hard <laughs> to find. I'm I, I'm steady working out here, so I'll be working. <laughs> well, and the good thing is that, and I think that's part of the right the game is to be out there and be visible, even if the content is not. Sometimes you you know you don't have a plan, or sometimes you put it out there like eh, wasn't my best effort. But the fact that you're out there and you're trying and you're learning and you're growing as a person, and sometimes you have to stumble. And even I don't even think you stumble. I mean, I watch your content. I'm going. And for a guy, I, I know I stumble. I know this is not my thing. And I'm not, you know, I don't have any professional uh, training. You know, I'm not a voice actor. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I used to be a police officer and now I work for the Fed. And now I, I do this for fun. And so just to watch you kind of do that, it's kind of cool to see. And uh, so I, I have a Note 10 and this is the only device I have. And I bought, uh, we have an Extreme Skins on it. That's our, we have a brand sponsor, Extreme Skins. So I'll post that later on. But, um, do you, how do you feel? Do you think that the Note 20, do you think that the, do you see companies like the Mark II, they've come out with a headphone jack. TCL has a headphone jack. That's, you know, I'm assuming maybe the 4A will probably have one too because I know the 3A did. Um, do you, how do you feel about that? Are you as visceral about like it's absolutely needs to happen or it's like I have enough wired solutions? I mean, what's your feeling about like headphone jacks? Do you think they should be there? Or should that be more of a thing that they, get back to doing and be stuck to, or I mean, how do you feel about the, uh, that, that having the Jack not there and should it come back more robustly than it is? Well, uh, to be honest with you, when Apple got rid of it, I kind of, kind of died then for me. Um, the only time I actually use the headphone jack is on my MacBook pro when I'm editing video, that's the only time I ever need it. And it's there. So I don't really, other than that, um, I have AirPods pro, I have wireless headphones, of course. So I don't really miss the headphone jack. I understand why people are mad that it's not there. People like my my dude Jason from Painfully Honest Tech, he's a big lover right. of the headphone jack. I understand because you know, usually 
um, when you plug headphones in, you get better sound wired and wirelessly, but wireless audio is improving each and every year. And with Bluetooth right. five, it's, it's some really cool stuff going on with that. So the sound, I don't, I'm not an audio foul, so I don't really notice that much of a difference. Although I do, I am aware that wired sound is better than wireless sound, but wireless sound isn't bad to me, but right. again, I'm not an audio file. So I don't really miss the headphone jack as much. I got, I have AirPods pro. I got a set of regular AirPods. I got a, I got way too many headphones as it is right now. So I don't really miss an audio jack. I mean, I don't miss the headphone jack. And the one that I have in need, I have them on my MacBook Pro. So yeah, I'm okay. So uh, how do you feel about the Note 20? Are you are you in a Note? Would do you ever use a Note, or is it you you cover the Notes? Obviously, have you ever really been a Note user? And what's your feeling about the Note line as far as the S20 line? Should that ever merge? Should that go away? Do you care? Does it matter to you? I mean, how does your feeling about the Note in general, especially with the 20 coming out? How do I feel about the Galaxy Note? Well, Sam, I have had practically every Galaxy Note except for well, I, I didn't have the original. I didn't have the four and I didn't have the five. But other than that, I have every note except the original four and five, which I've had the two, the three, the seven, the eight, the nine, and I've had the 10. I love the note. The note devices are amazing. My big issue right now is the note devices that Samsung took away what made the note special. Um, Back in the day, there used to be a substantial difference between the S line of phones and the note line of phones. But for whatever reason, three or four years ago, that difference just like dwindled. Like, right. Gone. Right, right now today, the note, the only differentiator between Note and S line phones is just an S pen. They're right. practically the same device. Oh, and a different form factor. The notes mm-hmm. seem to be more squared off than the S device. But other than that, the notes are more squared off and they have an S pen. But practically, we're talking about the same device. I don't know why Samsung decided to dial back those differences because I used to love having a super power note phone. It was like a, it was like a, a phone for the true geek. Right. So you knew not, if you had a phone, you were a baller. It's like, okay, that's not just a user. That's a guy that's got, you know, he's either a power user or he's a geek or he's a tech head or so he he yeah. knows the difference between because he's waiting for that and knows what he wants. That's, that's yeah, no no yeah. no phone for boss, but they're they're not two balls no more. They're just F, they're just F phone with an F pin. So I, I kind of sad in a way, but yeah, I love I know I love the note device because I love the form pattern. I love how more squared off they are and they're usually a little bit wider than the normal S line device. Right. So yeah, no devices are legit. But the one I'm looking forward to really this year is the Galaxy Fold 2. Yeah. Um, I didn't have an original Fold, but I know a bunch of people, a bunch of my tech friends who were in love with that device. Right. So I'm very interested to see where Samsung takes the Fold 2. And uh, how do you feel about the Flip? Is that a thing that you would use or not so much? Or how do you, I mean, I know the Fold, obviously. And the Flip, it had a lot of hype, but I don't really hear many. I don't, I've never seen one in the wild and I don't see much talk about it anymore. I mean, how did you feel about the, the flip, the Z flip instead of the fold? Uh, the Z flip is a toy. I would break it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, it's, it's no small for my liking. Yeah. And I just, I saw it just the way, and also just the, you know, the Moto phone, the, they have the new Moto Razor. It's just like, eh, I don't know if I'm feeling that kind of a, def- I like having the dual screen. Speaking of dual screens, how do you feel about like the V60? Is that something that you think is obviously it's not a folding phone like an iPhone? I mean, I'm sorry, like a uh, fold. It's a different kind of form factor. Do you think that has? Do you think people would use that? How do you feel about the V60? Is is with the dual screen case and just a phone by itself? Like, do you think that's a thing or not really? Well, I know uh, my buddy Jason loves his. I never yeah. used one. So I don't. I can't really speak too much to it. But I mean, it may. I guess. I mean. I think it's good for like people that really like to multitask. Cause like I said, I like using picture and picture while I'm doing Twitter and things like that. Right. But hell with that thing, you could have Twitter on one side and the, and watching YouTube on another side and on its own screen. So it's good for like people that like to extremely multitask. So it's good for that. But I mean, like I said, I've never used one. So I don't have any uh, use case or use experience with a V60 or 50, but I mean, people seem to like them. 
uh, they seem to be underrated because people that use them enjoy them very much. So, I mean, I can't, I can't really say more about it though. Yeah. Like I said, I have a G8X and actually I don't have it. I actually sent it to Matt and I, it sent, I sent it on March 15th. He still hasn't gotten it yet. It's still trying to get through customs and figure all this bullshit through. Oh my God, it's been a mess. So I've used the G8X and I actually, I kind of like it only for the fact of one, because you're not with, when you have the, the fold, you're stuck to it. You cannot use anything else. You can't, I mean, you could use it as the small phone, but I've heard people use it. That screen's practically unusable, but I like the fact on the V 50 and the 60 and the G8X, you can just take the screen off. You don't need it. Put it in your bag, put it in your satchel. If you're a business person and you need it. And then the Wacom support for the V60 is great too. Cause now you've got the best of both worlds, but yeah, you're right. I would think using it, I can tell you just having the experience has been really good. And like I said, being able to actually, you can technically triple task. You can actually have one and then split screen the second one. So you can have Twitter and a YouTube, and then you can have a comment stream in discord. Ooh, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can actually triple task. It's a little hard to do, but it can be done. And um, it's pretty cool. Like I said, if you ever get a chance to check it out, I, I can understand why Jason, because I, I like Jason uh, a lot too. I watch his content quite often. And yeah, I know he's a big fan of the V60 and having the dual screen. I, it's, it's, it's one of those things when you use one, you'd kind of be like, wow, this is pretty cool. Especially if you like to multitask. It's, it's, it's can't be a better device other than maybe the fold for multitasking possibly. Yeah, yep. So... I guess my question is going to be basically um, where do you, I I know you've had issues like before. Had you have issues with a lot of YouTubers giving you a lot of feedback as far as do you be argumentative? I know it's hard to have positions on stuff, but do you feel sometimes you compromise to save face or to kind of keep experiences going as far as relationships with people? Would you feel like I'm going to be honest about everything about how I feel? And if people don't like it and I lose subscribers for it, that's totally okay but I got to be real with myself or do you have issues with, I asked Tim Schofield the same question. Do you have YouTubers that you've had a good relationship with and had an issue with? And you're like, uh, no, you don't have to name names obviously, but I, it seems like he's like, no, I actually been, everybody's been pretty cool. I met people. They're really nice. Have you, has your experience been the same or have you had some people you've actually got to meet them in these meets and you're like, hmm, not really. I'm not, not so much a fan anymore. <laughs> I don't like what they're doing or I don't like the fact that they, they don't seem to be, doing right by themselves they seem fake or not genuine um i haven't really had any issue with anybody i mean all the people that i've had on my podcast the people that i've been watching for a long time and i respect them and their content and they respect me and my content so right. i don't have any issue with like any youtubers like that i mean obviously you have uh content that you like and you have content that you don't like i mean i remember uh everything apple pro used to do though do, do crazy videos like he used to do crazy <laughs> drop stuff from skyscrapers <laughs> Throw and it on one, a plane. Yeah, yeah, and one time he uh he dropped the he dropped an iPhone in a vat of liquid nitrogen. Oof. And when he, and when he did that, I was like, I am done. I'm I, this is not for me. I guess he doesn't do that type of content anymore, which is good because I just don't find it practical at all. But right. stuff like that, I just I'm not I'm not really into like just just destroying tech for views. I'm not really into all that good stuff. But as far as having a problem with creators, no, I don't have any cool. problem with creators at all. We're we're, we're cool. As far yeah, as I don't like, anyway. No, I mean, everybody I've ever seen, I just was curious because I mean, some people, um, I know the one gentleman, I made one comment one time on a video and I will not mention his name and he kind of launched into me about it. And I was like, well, it's really just an opinion. And I thought, you know, we would have a, you know, like, but I wasn't really just, I wasn't making a comment about his, his comment. I was just saying, Hey, I really don't see eye to eye or here's my opinion. And the guy just like launched into me, like in the comment section, I'm like, 
oh, okay. Well, that's just like, wow, I didn't know what's going on. But again, I'm not a creator. I'm just, I was just a, a watcher and a subscriber of his content. So I like the fact that when you, you have content, even if somebody doesn't agree with you or see eye to eye, that you don't seem to be automatically arg argumentative. You seem to be really like, hey, I respect differences of opinion. And that's what you need. You need somebody to come at it from a different point of view because that's how you're really going to learn. Maybe somebody gives you something, you go, huh. Yeah, that's a pretty good way to look at it. I never really thought about it that way as far as a piece of tech or give you some experience on, on something that may have opened your eyes to something you we didn't know or would like to know more about. It's kind of cool to see that you're a lot more open than I've seen other people when it comes to your comments. So that's yeah, really I nice to see. Yeah, I don't mind letting people like spout off uh, if they if they don't like the video or something like that. I don't I, I let them have them state their piece or they don't like me. Yeah, I let, them, I, I let that slide as long as they're being respectful about it. I mean, if you're like cursing and doing all types of crap, then I'm going to have to block and get rid of you, but I'm, <laughs> right. I don't really like the crazy thing is like obviously we all get our 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 troll comments and things like that, but I don't really get troll comments that much anymore. Um okay, obviously, good. obviously when the channel gets bigger, I'll probably get more, but right now, I mean I don't really see too many of them. I mean I mean you you wait you wasting my time and you're wasting everybody else's time at that point. Well, what's the point? <laughs> right, just to be a hater and just to be just, it's not constructive to any kind of dialogue. And like I said, if I think anybody, if I can even said, Hey, you know, Vipe, I think this is this is the way I see it, and I they think you're wrong on this, and I think you should look at it this way. And you'd be like, Okay, I can respect that. I'm not going to because it's my channel. I can I can respectfully disagree, but it's nice to see that I just can't stand that. I and I, I'm glad to see that other people would jump in and say, Hey, you know, you know, Viper's doing this for free. You know, he's really not doing this for, he's doing it for the love of the game, right? And you, if you don't like it, don't watch. I just, I love when people just don't tune out, right? If you just don't like the content or if you don't like the creator, like you said, every the Apple Pro, you're like, okay, he's, who's going to drop their phone to liquid, liquid nitrogen? Like who's got that hanging out in their house, right? Cans of liquid nitrogen just in your cupboard and stuff. But the fact that, you know, you're able to get those comments and I'm glad you don't get that because I know a lot of people receive a lot of really nasty comments, even channels that are not very big. I mean, just people are just can be vicious. Luckily I've been pretty good. Most of the people in here come back and they like it, but uh, I realize that I'm sure that there are, you know, you know what the cool thing is, and I know <laughs> some people may or may not agree with this, but the cool thing is when somebody does want to come down into the, uh, into the comment section, they want to pop off at me for whatever reason. Right. And, and the other people don't like it. The rap <laughs> over with the army, <laughs> the army just could defend the pound of confidence. They just, Oh yeah. Them. Like, yeah. I don't have to say anything. Viper just kind of goes like this. He goes, "Yeah, I just look back like I'm like get him." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, you done, you done screwed up now, man." You're just like, "Yeah, it's it's good because you got those people who one just generally don't like that attitude." And I think if we had more of that with policing ourselves generally as people, just when you have somebody that works like, "Dude, what?" You have to be an asshole about it, right? Why do you, don't be a dick. That's that was the thing I always told my daughters. I always had one major rule, so I always told her, "Don't be a dick." Right. Just yep. whatever you do in your life, you know, you'd be, you'd be surprised at how well you can get away with life. If you're just nice, how many times yep. did you work with somebody at work? And it's like, Oh, Bill sucks at his job, but Bill's a nice dude. And he comes into work and he breaks treats for people. And he's generally a nice guy. So we're not going to fire him, but boy, I don't care how good you are at your job. If you're an asshole, they will find a way to get rid of you like that. Oh, they yeah. will lose you in a second. But that's why I told my daughter and you're a woman. So if you're just nice and pleasant and you can just kind of smile and go, and just don't go out of your way to try to be awful, awful to people. Yep. Even if you disagree with them, just you can disagree with them and say, look, and just not everything has to be weaponized, right? I don't have to get on there and go, Viper's an idiot. Fuck that guy. It's like, see his content and go, hmm, I don't like what he's doing. I don't agree with him. Or just, I generally have a fundamental disagreement with his content. I'm not going to watch. I'm going to unsubscribe and I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes I get comments like, well, you, you, like somebody literally left a comment on my video like, 
well, maybe you sounded more sophisticated. You would get more viewers. Blah blah. Oh, I like, saw that. I saw you. I'm like, that. well, who's this fucker? If, if you want some monotone tech YouTuber, you got a whole bunch of channels that are for you. I'm not the guy, bro. Like, right. Well, <laughs> and then, like I said, and then and and, and it, what in his opinion of what sophisticated should sound like? What does that mean? Do you like a radio know. voice? Like, hey, five minutes past the big hour, five o'clock. I think. Yeah, I know. I don't that's know. just a dick thing to say. It's like you know. I mean, you could just. I mean. <laughs> Again, right? My thing, man. Vibe, just don't be a dick, man. Just don't yeah. do that, you know. And just like anything else, you know. And I and I, I have to say that it's interesting to see how you, well you handle those comments. And I and I do always appreciate you do it with class and sophistication. And again, sophisticated in the response, how you're supposed to sound. Every, I think it's it's it's. Here's the thing. I think I think your sound is good because it's unique. I know when I hear your voice, I know exactly who I'm hearing, right? <laughs> Seriously, yep. because you have a unique voice. There's other people, like you said, that's that monotone kind of fit for radio kind of voice and it kind of blends into the general right in order to be unique and i think that's what we are i think so what people strive to be is competent entertaining but unique who in the world can sit there and i, I just did not watch the screen right heard your podcast i know exactly who i was hearing every time i heard it said, that's viper i know who it is i know his energy i know his voice and it's unique i mean how many times did people go walter cronkite remember walter cronkite back in the day you heard his voice and you knew exactly who walter cronkite was you didn't have to even know him but the voice was enough to get you to engage because it was so vincent price right you know you watch michael fisher what is the main comment about michael fisher the fact that his voice is is great jason's voice i love listening to jason he's got that real kind of soft kind of really radio-ish but not condescending but it's a real dynamic really kind of unique sound and i think that's important so i personally i think it's great i think it's one of the things that draws me to your channel and that's why i listen because you do sound unique and you do have that energy and that go and i'm kind of a maniac too so when i watch viper i'm like hey he's just a maniac who's got a at least a focus on what the hell's going on he seems at least he knows what he's doing me i'm just a maniac in general you know and i try, I try. <laughs> no you do and you do what you do well and like i said it's funny because then you have madam uh, the other half of the show who's real chill so matt's like this real chill kind of low-key kind of very thoughtful guy and then like juan says i'm kind of like this manic chihuahua that just kind of like goes <laughs> a thousand miles an hour and so I really appreciate from a, from a person who has a high energy level and it's a real a personality, which, and I, and I also ask you, is that how you are in like real life? I'm like, if I met you, would that be like, you were like, Hey, let's talk tech and I'm cool. Let's have our drink and let's just chat and let's, let's back and forth. I mean, is that how you are normally? Or do you just, because you're talking about something you're passionate about, does it naturally kind of amplify a little bit when when you're talking not disgenuine not ungenuine but you know what i mean does it is that how you are if i met if i met you on the street and we had a chat over coffee would you be like you are now energetic and and fun and all, like and high energy kind of a personality guy i mean uh, i mean probably a little bit amplified when the camera turns on but i am who i am <laughs> i mean i can't i can't right. really change who i am i love tech i'm passionate about tech i don't really hide that so yeah i'm, I'm just me Right. So, um, and I also ask you too is, uh, so did, did you get your bay today? I noticed that's a, that's the, that is a, you're almost making me want to buy one and I don't drink <laughs> Starbucks coffee like that, but I see, I see the genuine like happiness. I mean, I look at your face, like you can tell, man, there's like happy. And then there's like, fuck, I'm centered. Like this is my day. Right? <laughs> yeah. You, I yeah. see your face today. I saw it. I think it was like this morning. I saw it and you got this, you're like, and it's just like, it's, <laughs> It's genuine glee and it's so pure and it makes me happy to watch. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't even, and I have Starbucks card, right? I, and I don't get, I, I did try their salted caramel mocha one time. 
because I drink their coffee because I think, you know, there's a Starbucks in the way to work and I drive an hour to work. So I stop every once in a while, but honestly, I've never had any of this like Frappuccino. My daughters get all that stuff, right? The mocha latte, Frappuccino, Monados and all that stuff. And then I just see your face when you're drinking this drink and it's so awesome. I have to admit it's great. And I almost making me want to go get one just as like, I'm probably not going to like it, but God damn, at least Viper's making me want to get one just to see if I can channel just a, a smidgen of that happiness. If I can do that, man, I would be so happy. Be careful, baby. Be careful because once you get one, you might not want to go back. You might not go well, back. Yeah. I, I probably have to. I mean, I was like, I'm gonna figure, I'm like, I mean, like the fucking Viper. God damn it, man. I should have just <laughs> learn uh, to say no, man. I, he got me. But uh, so I guess my question is, how did that, like, did you get turned on in that drink? How did that whole thing start? Did somebody suggest it or did you just walk in? How did that all happen? No, I think I think it came out maybe four or five years ago. I can't remember when, but I tried it. And when I tried it, that was it. <laughs> Tried it once and was hooked almost instantly, and I've been rocking ever since, man. <laughs> My question is, did you like do it in the store, like, or did you get out of the store and you're like, "Holy shit, this is the greatest thing ever in a cup! It's awesome!" It's like, or did you drink it in the store and you look around and you go, "This drink is awesome! Uh, you guys rock! This is the bomb!" Um. No, I mean, I usually, I usually give, I usually do a mobile order and go or whatever. So I okay. just go in, pick up my drink, and I leave. And like I said, I uh, I tasted it, and I'm like, "Damn, this is good." And I've been hooked ever since, man. It's just so funny because, um, I guess you know what I'm on. I mean, I'm still new to the whole public figure thing. So, like these days when I post uh, things on Twitter, people pay attention. So last year, I uh, I mean, it, this, 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 <laughs> it wasn't really a thing before. I mean, I've I, I always liked to drink because, like I said, I liked it when they first came out with it four or five years ago. But right. last year was the first time I think I ever posted like uh 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 posted about drinking it on Twitter. So last year I posted about it on Twitter and I was supposed to how I liked the things and it just took off by itself. It just became type of movement and stuff. And people just started trying it out and they started to be like, damn, Viper's right. This is pretty good. And it's, well, and, yeah. and it's happening all over again this year. I'm like, this year I'm doing the same thing. I'm posting, I'm posting pictures of it. I'm posting pictures of me drinking and I have more followers this year. I think I have like twice as many followers this year than I did last year. So it's, it's happening all over again. I'm like, okay, this is weird, but it's cool. I, I like right. it. And that's why I want to give you that feedback because I don't know if anybody's articulated it the, the way I did. I'm just saying, but it just, when I saw that picture, like especially today, that one you posted this morning, it was like, you're just sitting there and just, just, just the happiness and the glee and the joy of like, yeah, I got my bae. I'm cool. Like you knew, like, even if they said, Hey, guess what? Viper, you lost your job. You're like, I'm okay right now. I'm cool. I got my bay. I could take it. I'm good. Tomorrow's another day and I'm good. But at least for right now, it's, it's, it's funny to watch. And I think that's why it took off. Cause you can see somebody's actual, like, you're not chilling it. You know, it's like, he really likes it. And I'm like, what the hell? I might even try one. Hell I'll go, I'll go in for what, six bucks or whatever. It's probably going to be. And oh no, we are, we are way beyond shilling at this point. People, people know when they see, <laughs> when they see bay on my Twitter, they know what's, what's happening. They know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that, is that bay for other things too? Or is it just bay for that drink? Is that the bay or is it just like, you know, a food item. Like if you, you go and have your food item, um, would that be Bay too? Or is that just, there, there are very few Bay. So right now, <laughs> I think the, only, the only thing that I call Bay are my more Frappuccino and my Apple watch, my Apple watch and Bay. Those are the only Bay that I, that I can remember off the top of my head. And then Aditya is asking, could you uh, share your Starbucks drink menu? So I guess my question is, do you have, do you get other than Bay? Do you get other stuff or is this yes. just like the sole drink of choice or is this, depending well, on how you're feeling? Well, right now it's a soul drink of choice just because it's in right. season, and unfortunately it's a seasonal drink. So, oh, once, yeah, one summer's over with more than gone. But when I'm not drinking the fourth frap, I like their Java chip frappuccino. Yep, I've seen, um, I've seen that. My daughters drink those. Yeah, my daughter drinks those, especially she likes them. And at Christmas time, they, they break out the peppermint mocha. Peppermint mocha is awesome. Love that yeah. too. 
I had that. I, I like the salted caramel because apparently they only have the salt at Christmas time. They only, and they don't, they, now you can get the regular drink, the caramel right. mocha, but it's like, well, they, but it's, it's seasonal. Yeah. I, I do like the salted caramel. I've had those a couple of those are pretty good. Yeah. And I also get the uh, white chocolate mocha pretty good too. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, usually it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's Java chip or white chocolate mocha when um year round. But when, when it's more freezing, it get out of my way. Give me back. <laughs> I said that there's like, come on. And it's like, Oh, Vipers rink. And now here's the question that you mentioned that just a second ago, do people in public notice you? I mean, do people come up and say, like right when you're walking around Chicago, people like if you're at the store, do people go, "Hey, Vibe, what's up, man?" Do, I mean, have you no. had that? Ha- no, 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 Mm-mm. no. Come on, I don't believe that. I, I believe you, but I don't believe it. it's crazy. No, I'm not, dude. I have less than five thousand subscribers. Ain't nobody, nobody knows who I am yet. Not oh yet, well, anyway. I was gonna say. I mean, I can tell you right now, it's uh, it's 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 funny. That I was, I just thought maybe somebody'd be like, one of these days you're walking around, you go, "What's up, man?" It's like, hey, I, I'm here for you. I I'm here for your bay, and then I saw you in that bay, and now here's. <laughs> Here's me getting the drink that Vipers suggested, and then here I is in the person. Holy shit! That, what's up, that man? would be crazy. That would be that would be nuts. But that would yeah. be nuts. Unfortunately, be nuts. I, I'm not in the Chicagoland area. I'm in St. Louis. It's a little. <laughs> I would drive to Chicago, and I do actually because my daughter likes to go to concerts, and she was actually supposed to go to the concerts for. She's big into K-pop, and they were supposed to be this year. Uh, so I was going to be um, up there. Actually, went to the Vic a couple of months last year uh, for a concert, and then the one was at Soldier Field. Now I'm a Bears fan, so that's the funny thing. I, I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan because we don't have a team in St. Louis, and we did. They left anyway, so now we're we're back to not having a team. But uh, yeah, I, I love going around Chicago. I my my I grew up as a kid with my my stepdad, and he lived off a of division. And so we used to go to a little, I used to get Vienna beef hot dogs. So I'm for the, for the life of me, I'm almost might as well be in Chicagoland because I grew up around almost everything Chicago and I'm way more Chicago than I probably should be as a St. Louis. And, uh, but, uh, that's just kind of funny how I, it'd be cool to see the Viper in the store for the mobile pickup. It'd only be, only be like luck because you're only in there. What? 30 seconds, yeah. a minute. Well, the, the, the uh, thing about ordering more trap is that I can't order it the way I want to on the mobile, on the app. So I have oh, to okay. always have to go in there and, place to order manually so they know to only put the whipped cream on the bottom because on the in the app i don't get that option so i have to order the more in person so that's the only bad thing about it but i don't care and, no, but yeah. you know you know what the funny thing is the, the people that post the drink to their smore crap on twitter and tag me them i love that stuff that's so, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so awesome. well, it's, it, it, well it's, it just goes to show you like i said i think it's just funny how you know i see that picture like man I'm actually going to try one. I'm actually, I want to, and I, and now you have to get the, the whipped cream at the bottom. Okay. Cause I gotta, I gotta know what I'm doing because I gotta, I want to get it close. Cause if I get it, I don't have the the way that it needs to be done properly. I want to make sure that I don't, <laughs> well, I don't screw up the process. See me, I don't, I'm not, a, I don't like whipped cream. So what they do okay. with the s'more trap is they put whipped cream, like, like on, um, in the middle of the drink and they put it out at the top and I don't oh. like, I don't like whipped cream. So I don't want to see it. So I'm like, you know what? Just keep it on the bottom because if you eliminate the whipped cream totally, then it messes up the composition of the drink, which I noticed. Right. So I, I learned that the hard way because originally I used to order without whipped cream. And I'm like, right. wait a minute, no, this thing didn't work. So I'm right. just like, just leave it on the bottom. I don't want to see it on the top. As long as I don't see it, I'm good. So <laughs> it's on the bottom. And I'm like, yeah, this is definitely the way. <laughs> yeah. So do you drink other, like, co- do you drink anything hot usually? Like, do, have you ever tried their regular, oh, like, hot brews and stuff? I love hot chocolate. Hot chocolate is my, hot chocolate is my jam. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, uh, I don't like chocolate, but I'm definitely more of a hot apple cider guy. I think mm. that's really my, my jam. So, 
Well, like I said, we're at that hour point. I, did, I thought you said you probably had to probably get off. So I, I, again, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know Sunday afternoons is, is a busy time and you're, you got a lot of things going on in the pipeline. And as a fan of your channel, as a subscriber of your channel and a, a fan of trolling your Twitter for awesome pictures of Bay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit that it's, it's been an honor and privilege to have you on the show. And I, I really thank you for taking your time. Cause I realized that, you know, we're, we all start somewhere, right? Remember you get one, everybody starts with zero, right? You always start with zero followers, zero commenters, zero views, zero watches. And yep. to see you doing it and, and doing it the right way. And it's really, really nice to see. And I, and I will support your content and I love your, your show and I listen to your podcast and, um, when I can contribute and I will, and I really appreciate you taking your time, sir. It really means a lot to me. Thanks, man. Thank you for supporting me. Like I said, I, I, uh, I see you in my uh, in my thought streams and my uh, comments and things like that. So I appreciate you supporting me and what I'm doing on uh, on the platform. Will do. Like I said, and please, if you ever have, uh, I'd like to have you on again sometime in the future. I'll let you know. But that would be great to have you come back. And and I hope that uh, it's something that you'd be interested in doing. And I would I would like to see you come on uh, again and and have another chat about some other interesting stuff for sure. Definitely, but just tell Matt that don't run away next time. Don't run away. <laughs> oh, he's old. Oh, next time, I, if I have to drive, because I, I might as well have driven with the G8X, it would have been cheaper for me to take the damn phone, hold it in my hand, fly over to his house, and drop it off at his door between all the time and energy it's taken like two months. But uh, yeah, for next time, if we have you on for sure. He will be here, and I will, I will come kicking and screaming for sure. He, we, we won't miss it for the world. So we really appreciate your time, and, and thanks a lot for coming on. No doubt, Sam. Take care, man. All right, right. Thank you, sir. Later. All right, folks. So here we are. We're at the the one hour and eleven minute mark. Um, it's really awesome having Viper on. Um, so here we are. So um, it was great to see. Like I said, um, I really do appreciate everything you guys do. Like I said, we're we're unfortunately didn't get Viper on the entire time. Uh, he only had an hour to spare, which is fine. Uh, he's busy. So and then Matt uh, unfortunately can't be on. So I I, I guess what we'll do is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and watch the comments. And if you guys want to hear any more call, I mean, I've got, I can talk about whatever we want. If you guys want to just listen to me talk, which was funny because originally that was the show. Um, that was the catalyst for this. So it was me just talking about tech and the stuff and, and those things kind of thing. Hopefully I, I gave you guys something to listen to. I, I try to ask um, the questions of the guests we have. Um, that's maybe a little bit off the beaten path. And I really appreciate you guys hanging out and, and having comments and, and talking about things. And so I'll leave it up to you guys. If, if I'm already at the hour and 12 minute mark, um, uh, do I need OBS to join the stream? No, you need StreamYard. Um, so we, um, I, I can send you a link, a DT at some point. So yeah, cause I, I, we had talked about a DT coming on at some point. Um, he's busy with school and super busy. And of course he's in a different part of the world. So, um, it's really, um, challenging because of the time change. Um, but yeah, Dave's asking, what do I miss the most about windows phone? Oh, a lot of things actually. Um, what I miss most about windows phone is the, the way the OS was structured. I really liked the fact that you had the tiles. I really thought live tiles was a really cool interface because it would it would show you information. So on some of the tiles, if you know you had some, it would it would rotate and it would show your text message, or rotate and show a calendar, and 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 or a picture. Like if you had a gallery, you could set it. I, and I really liked the fact that you could resize it. It was really customizable, almost more than I obviously more than iOS, but definitely more than um, than. Android. I, I like the interface. I like when you just swiped right. You had a very simple list of all your apps by alphabetical order. I just, I just liked it. I liked the way it looked, and I actually appreciated the 8.1 Metro UI better because of the People Hub and the way it was integrated with. Fa it was so 
well done. And it's really a shame because it's just, it, it could have had a lot more traction. And, and like Webster's right, it updated itself. It would just update. You know, you didn't have to, it was just, it worked. Everything about it worked. Um, and I just, I miss it. I missed, I, I think the hardware was nice because it didn't have, you know, none of the, none of the phones were glass sandwiches. And I, I get, get it that maybe if, if Windows phone were around now, they probably would be in that, you know, that and they did have, you know, the Alcatel, which is a glass phone. And then they had the M8, which is the metal version. And I think they probably, if Windows phone was still a thing, they made have made a Lumia, um, obviously the 950 and the XL. But I liked having the 915 and the XL of having um, the removable battery and being able to take the shell off and change the shell to a different color. Or, hell, you didn't need to worry about, like, here's the thing which you could have done with your Lumia. If you didn't like the color, fuck it, right? Take the back off and just take, you know, paint it. <laughs> Spray paint it, tie-dye it, whatever, throw the damn thing back on, you're done. I missed having the removable battery. I missed having the polycarbonate back case. I mean, the, the rest of the hardware on the 950 and the XL were probably, you know... Um, forgettable. I mean, this, as far as the processors and that kind of thing. Um, but again, and, and it's one of those things where that's what I missed most about it or yeah. Or, or Webster says get a new back. They had Mozo. They had like leather backs and they had like leather. They had wood grain and Mozo sold them and you just basically bought them and threw them on the back and man, you could change the look of the phone and he didn't really need a case for it. I mean, that was the nice part about it. And then Rube makes a comment. Yeah. He couldn't deal with the fact that he didn't have a clean home screen and right for people who like minimalism, you really couldn't get that. I mean, you could if you would have removed every one of the tiles and just use the, the list or make the tiles very small. Um, but it would have been, yeah, it's, it just wasn't for everybody. And that's the beauty of any of this stuff. You know, Android, iOS, I really don't think it's really a function of um, what works for you because they all do the same thing, right? Text, phone call, make, you know, to send emails and Snapchat. I think it really just comes down to like um, a comment earlier today. I think it was somebody, Dave made a comment about eventually comes down to software, right? And it just, and it just didn't work for everybody. But I know the people who really liked Windows Phone really liked Windows Phone. I mean, it had a rabid community and it worked for me. Um, and then so that's that's what I missed most about the phones. I also missed the fact that um, it seemed to be the phones were a lot I don't say more affordable, but they had, they were because of the Lumia line, you had variation. You had the 930 and you had the icon and the 1020 and the 1520. Um, it, you had a lot of variation. And then of course the 950 and the XL, which was the winning days, but you know, Alcatel made a phone, you know, Samsung made the, the ATIV line, you know, HTC had an M8, you know, and if Windows phone was really still a thing, the fact that they could just create a phone and, um, and it really just, it's one of those things where if you've never used Windows Phone, it's kind of hard to describe why you like it or why you don't. And there's a lot of people that had Windows Phone. Like my my daughter had it, hated it, hated it. I let her borrow my 1520 for a while. And she couldn't stand the thing. Um, she hated it. It just wasn't her thing. And I've had people say, you know, Windows Phone's clunky and it's not very good. And and all this, man, this is, sorry about the, the glare, guys. It's just like super glare. Let me try to close that a little bit. Nope, wrong side. Hold on, stand by. There's just a lot of glare. In here, so there we go. So, um, so, um, it's it's hard to describe, but I, I will say that I I do miss it, and um, and I and I've always said, and I and I still maintain this. If if um, if Windows Phone were still a thing, and they had like even fifty percent or sixty percent of the apps, I would still use a Windows Phone for sure. Roots, do you miss the gimmicks like sliding keyboards and rotating camera modules like the Nokia's? Yeah, I love that shit. I I think it's fun. I like I like physical 
sliding keyboards. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I liked using a BlackBerry. I liked having a physical keyboard. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, then I think Michael Fisher did the thing where, you know, and then I think I saw the unlocker talking about the old, the flip, the slide, you know, like having a deployable keyboard, the priv having a, you know, the, the keyboard that comes up. I think that, yeah, I, I like having, I like things that aren't, <laughs> I don't want to call them gimmicks. I think that's kind of I think that's kind of a way to kind of dismiss them. I think gimmicks are yeah right. Gary says the sidekick. That's right. So, um, I, I think they're cool. I, I think like having like on the um I liked having the when I had the Mi Mix Three. I liked having the the selfie camera was like a slider. Right. It was kind of cool. You could sit there and just like click 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 click. It was just know, like a fidget spinner. Kind of drove me crazy <laughs> actually. But um, uh, but it was cool. It was a neat way to see you know, different ways to do it. Like, um, I think the, one of the Asus, I think the Zen phone had the camera that comes up from the back. They actually, so the rear camera is the front camera. I like that kind of stuff. I mean, nothing's more to me pedestrian than this. It's just a phone. I, I, I it works. I like using my note. I love my note. Um, but, um, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Um, I so I, I like using it again. I, I can't I can't hate it. I don't knock it. It's just mm. um, so yeah. I would these headphones. Um, I don't they I don't know which ones off the heavens. These are the ones that DSO suggested. They're the um, oh shit the CB ones. And I keep status status CB ones. DSO had mentioned to them they're sixty bucks and they're really good. I really like them. Now I I, I saw that you know. Um, Viper had the, the sound cores. And, and so I was kind of worried because I didn't see anybody really talking about it and I didn't do all the research on it. But then when I mentioned it to El Jefe, he said, no, no, there's the status are legit and they've been great. I mean, they sound great. I, I, I'll know I got the cable. I actually got two cables, like the one, the, the spirally cable that's for like regular for a receiver. Um, it's long. And then the regular cable I'm not kidding. It's like 35 feet long. It's like, I literally had, I'm not kidding you. It's so, and it's a big cable, like physically big. I actually had to put it together and actually kind of put a twisty tie on it because it was, I mean, literally it was so long. It was like, I mean, I was standing there and had the phone with the headphone, headphones plugged in the top and it was dangling down, touching the floor and I was stepping on it. That's how long this cable is. <laughs> I was like, shit. So I, it's, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, it just plugs right in here and this is just a little boom mic I bought with it. So, I was going to ask because I didn't know I didn't have my, um, Dave mentions that it sounds good. So that's good. I'm glad. Um, because I didn't know how this was going to sound. Cause this is just plugged right into the, the audio jack. So I was hoping it sounded good. I know that Matt had said that when I was playing call of duty with him the other day of which I still suck. So we're clear. Um, he said it sounded a lot better than the headset I was using, which was this turtle beach one that wasn't comfortable to, to wear. So, um, and so, yeah, so that, these have been good. So, so for 60 bucks, they're really nice. I mean, I, they came in a really nice box. Um, they feel good. They're, they're comfortable. I mean, they, they're, um, I don't think they sound isolate totally. Um, but they're nice. I like them and I'm just, um, I think they're good. So any ideas of when Google bring out their Fuchsia OS and who knows? I mean, here's the thing with Google. I don't really, I really wouldn't trust anything they're doing in an initiative because if they bring it out, they're just going to cancel it anyway. I mean, Google, I mean, just all the stuff. It's just like they never seem to. And I understand that tech companies have to do this. It was another frustration I had with Microsoft. You know, they had all these things that worked great and they just didn't stick with it. It's just like, you know, I liked Groove Music. I really did. I thought it was a good streaming service. I liked Cortana. I still do. I, I thought Cortana was way better than Siri. 
I mean, it still is. I mean, even Cortana in its current iteration, which is not very good. Um, and they may, they may do that, but right now I don't know. I, I don't know if they want to cost justify, you know, having another OS because people right now, I mean, we had an OS, we had, you know, we had other OSs, we had Palm, we had Windows Phone, we've had other OSs and they just, people don't, they don't use it and they're not willing to stick to it. You know, I mean, I, I think, I'm not, and somebody can, can correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they say for Xboxes, they still technically lose money on the hardware even after all these years? I mean, my, you know, but Microsoft just keeps pumping them out there because they, they sell. But I don't think they're making money necessarily on it. I mean, sometimes you just got to stick with it. And it's, there's a bunch of stuff like that. But Google just is this constant like Hangouts and, you know, Hangouts work fine. I mean, there was, you know, it's just, you know, now they're getting rid of Play Music and they're just... I don't know. I maybe Fuchsia OS is a thing. Maybe um, you know, Kai OS is a thing. Or you know, maybe there's other Linux builds that can be a, a functional Linux phone. You know, we tried Fire OS that didn't go over well, and that's the biggest company in the world. One of the biggest companies, Amazon's huge. They got billions of dollars they could throw behind it. You know, and yeah, and, and Xbox is making money. Okay, well that's good because I had heard for years they weren't. They were losing money on hardware. Um, but it just seems like these companies don't want to stick with it, and I understand that it's it's about making money. I realize it's about profit margin. They have shareholders and they have to, to investors to cater to, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I, I think at this point we're, we're kind of stuck with iOS and Android and I just don't see a way that that's going to change unless something comes out that fundamentally changes how we interact with a mobile device. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe we're is Google glasses, the thing or Microsoft glasses that have like a hollow lens ish experience. Do we, are we going to look back in 15 years and people go, ha you used to hold a phone in your hand and it was like made of glass and metal and you charged it. What the hell kind of bullshit I have. Now you have, you don't have to worry about charging your glasses because they have solar panels and they're charging while you're talking and, and you could see VR and you can just have conversations and they come up in your window. Hi Bill. And here's this. And you can text message by voice and you're always connected. I mean, who knows what the world's going to look like in 15 years as far as technology. Look how far we've come. Jesus Christ. Do you realize that we only started flying planes in the 1900s, early 1900s, 1903. And now we have the planes we have now. So basically for the first 8,000 years of human history, there was no such thing as manned flight. And then we've went from Kitty Hawk to now in a hundred and what? 20 years, 8,000 years of nothing and 120 years. It's a lot of what's going on. Smell-O-Vision. That's awesome. It's a little bit of an old reference that DTM actually kind of interesting because they actually was a thing back in the day. They had a little box that they put on top of your uh, <laughs> little sprays would come out and spray farts or death or whatever. Tear gas. No, no, no I'm just kidding. Not tear gas. Tear gas sucks, by the way. I've been tear gas. That's miserable. I, and I've been pepper sprayed and tased. Yeah, that's not cool, man. It's, it's miserable, I, especially pepper spray. That shit is awful. God almighty. And not the stuff that they buy at the gas station, that little thing in the spray can. No, 18% OC. Oh, shit. It's nasty. So uh, do they, let me see. Do you ever think long-term if Huawei's future is Harmony OS is a success that other Chinese manufacturers dump Android for Harmony? I don't know if Huawei is going to survive as a mobile division currently. Um I, I'm curious to see what Harmony OS looks like, but as we saw with, um, as we saw with Windows Phone, what's the single thing that killed Windows Phone? Obviously, other than the general 
state of fuckery that they couldn't man can't couldn't manage it. But it was the apps. Basically, that's what killed it. The fact that developers wouldn't develop for it and then they couldn't get traction and developer and just the apps. It was um you know, it was it's that's what I mean, I guarantee you. That's why I stopped using Windows Phone. That's why I think they eventually stopped selling them just because there weren't apps for it. And I think Harmony OS is going to run into the same problem. It's they're not going to have that's why why doesn't the Huawei P40 Pro sell? A lot of people, I mean, sure it sells anywhere else as you have Google Play services, but until those get resolved, I don't think anybody's buying Huawei. So Harmony West is cool, um, but the App Store, you know, is a little sketchy, and I don't know much about it. I mean, I'd like to use a Huawei phone. I had that P30 Pro, and I really liked using the phone. It was a really good phone, but I wouldn't buy a P40 Pro or even the P40 or the Mate 30, 40 Pro, whenever that comes out. I, I wouldn't buy it. It just won't be available. So, um so I don't know. I don't think so. Um, pimp oil. <laughs> yeah. Tear gas. Oh, that was a little insensitive. That's okay. That's why I love you anyway, DTS. So yeah, I agree. I think they have enough domestic market. I don't think they really need the United States. Uh, yeah, I, I think they'll, I think they'll survive. Um, and they may have to, and they may have to get off of Android altogether. And maybe they do, and then maybe Harmony OS becomes the catalyst, and then it starts to pick up traction, and it, and it becomes a thing. And they, you know, and they find ways to make that work. You know, um, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, right now we're everything's kind of in a state of flux when it comes to the smartphone market, as it were. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I didn't want to. I, 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 the show threw me off. Is vi- I was gonna, um, I got my oatmeal cookies again so it's been pretty good so i don't know um <laughs> new york city cabbies air freshener okay pimp oil that's awesome wonder if it has like a diffuser or is it just one of those little things that kind of hangs yeah oatmeal cookies and these are good these are like my my father and laws oatmeal cookies, although they've been sitting in this plate for a while i actually kind of forgot about them and so i like them when they're frozen so not as crunchy, but they still work. Hey, Matt's here. Good deal. So I I, I have a care my pair of KZs. These these are really good. Yeah, these are really really good headphones. I really like it for the price. Um, I still have my KZs, and uh, and um, and you know. Huawei phones are still popping in the UK and Europe, especially with some high tech. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I think they'll be okay. I just, I think that the loss of Android really, really hurts them. And I think they will recover, but we'll have to wait and see because I can tell you if, if Trump wins reelection, I don't, I don't see that ever changing. If anything, I think he will double down on it. Um, and the problem is with Joe Biden's administration, if that becomes a thing, I don't know if that's a pressing agenda for him. I don't really think it's that big deal. Um, so we'll have to wait and see um, because even if, if Biden becomes president, I don't think his first agenda is going to be trying to solve that issue. I think that's just hopefully that gets resolved with just a general discussion of trade with the Chinese in general. And I think uh, Joe Biden would be a lot more probably willing to at least discuss issues with the Chinese as we've seen with Donald Trump. He's really not in the mode of discussing almost anything with anybody just kind of does stuff. So um Take that for what you want. That's my political commentary for the day. I don't really have any stake in the game as far as China trade relations. But yeah, I know Huawei's pretty pretty popular in Europe, which is interesting because I, I would like 
the UK to have a chance at LG phones. That's why I wanted to ask Viper's opinion about it because I wanted to know, you know, um, do do any other OEMs really have a chance? I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean, that's an objective question. I mean, honestly, do are we going to live in a world in five years where it's really just Apple and Samsung and a dozen players fighting for a dozen for for marginality or existing? Um, Well, and it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, as far as the actual travel bans and all the other kind of bans, I'm just saying is that is definitely something that that um, Trump is is big on is is the the Huawei ban because of their, um, which is funny because he picks on them because of the just of the five G infrastructure thing. Where I think we have you know Oppo and uh, Xiaomi and OnePlus. I mean, they're all Chinese brands, and you know they can make an argument that those are responsible for. I mean, especially with Xiaomi, they've even gotten caught leaking information and browser history to whoever and i was assuming probably they say not the chinese government but who knows i mean who knows i don't understand it all um and that's a definitely different discussion for a different day but my question more to to viper was does anybody really have a chance at this time is it just going to be eventually a world where it's just basically samsung and, and ios because i think that's where we are at right now i mean it's great seeing tcl and it's great seeing OnePlus, and it's great seeing phones but we've had a lot of great phones and a great phone isn't enough anymore at least not in the United States, maybe around the world it is. Um, but I don't, um, I, it's a shame because I, I miss the windows phones. I miss the HTCs and not just for the fact that I do, I like their hardware and or software because it gives us choice, I get a real choice. And not just like, you know, Oh, well there's the, the Sony Mark II is available and the HTC, you know, new HTC phone that's coming out, which I hope it does, you know, but really do yourself a favor. And you may have already done this. Do yourself and watch around the people you you interact with on a daily basis. Look to see what they're using. Whenever country you're in, if you're in the UK or if you're in Europe or in the United States. And I bet you, you can probably count on one hand how many non-iOS and non-Samsung phones you see. You'll see the occasional one. I've seen a couple One Pluses in the wild. I've seen some like bargain LGs. I couldn't tell which LG model is. Maybe it was a G8 or might have been a K the K series phones or whatever. Um, but watch and see, cause you're not going to see me. You're not going to see anybody rocking a Huawei or an Oppo or a Blackberry or, or obviously an HTC, even an older version of those phones. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, it is what it is. So I, I just don't know. And I just, I don't want that world to happen. I, I just don't, I, I, I agree with Juan in those cases. I think that more is more is better. You know, and I just don't think now, and I don't really shop in the the budget market. You know, I don't I don't look at prepaid phones. I don't I do when I'm at Walmart, and sometimes I just happen to walk be walking to the tech section and I'm buying cable or buying something. I do happen to see what's in the phone cases and look, and they have like the LG Optimus and all these other. There's a ZTE phone and that kind of thing, but um, and I just don't know what that's going to look like. And then, like I said, I mean, it's, maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. Maybe if, if these companies did better, maybe they would sell better. Um, but who knows? I, I just, I, I miss all that kind of stuff. So um, I've been bad about the comments and that. I've been reading, but not commenting. I've been soapboxing. So my apologies. Um, considering Samsung owns a metric ton of audio companies. Oh, I just don't think people give a shit. I think that's basically what it comes down to. That's why I made that comment to to Viper about the multi-screen. 
he cares because he knows of it. My my wife and my people, my friends and family who have iPhones, they don't even know it's a thing. They don't even give a shit about it. I could show it to my mother-in-law. I showed her my v- G8X. She's like, okay, well, why, why would you need a phone like that? I don't need that. She needs a phone to make her look at her grandkids. She has her iPad and FaceTime and AirDrop. That's it. That's what she likes to do. That's all she cares about. She doesn't give a shit. And I think that's the majority of consumers, at least most of my family. I mean, your family may be different. You maybe have a whole family full of tech heads. I know I don't. They're iPhone users, and that's just because they are. It doesn't make them bad or right or wrong. It just means it, it just is. So smartphones probably cannot speak for itself. LG has been dealing with this for years. And when Samsung found it, like, yeah. I mean, I, to be honest with you, when I used my first Samsung device was a Galaxy A4. I thought that was the biggest plasticky piece of shit I ever used. I was like, and if you would have told me then that that would have been, Samsung would have been the dominant force in smartphones and the, on the Android side. And H, companies like HTC, when you look at the phone itself, the HTC One M7 versus the S4, it's not even fucking close. It's like literally a Ferrari to a tricycle as far as I was concerned. And I used them both. So that's not just me talking out of my ass. I actually owned both phones. And I'm telling you, the experience on Samsung phones and with TouchWiz and that S4's battery life, and it just it felt like shit. And then you got this superior in every capability phone from HTC. And it just, because companies don't manage it, right? And they just don't know about it. And Samsung became the thing. It's not a knock on Samsung. I own a goddamn Samsung, so it doesn't really matter. But you know, I, I really miss HTC. I wish they'd come back. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> TouchWiz, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no shit. I just terrible. If anybody used TouchWiz, good God, it was so awful. It wasn't even funny. It was just so, God, it was a terrible phone. Not, and I've, and honestly, that was the only S series phone I ever used. And that's not because I, and that's not because, um, that ruined me. Like I didn't buy an S seven or an S eight or an S nine because the S four was such shit. It's not that it's just, I always got notes. So those are the only folks I uh, only, um, only, uh, galaxies I've used is the note series. And this prop, this note 10 will probably be my last note. Unless the note 20 is really good, but I'm not feeling like upgrading to a note. I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with that. I really kind of want to, um, you know, I really gonna want to get, get away from Samsung and, and use phones that, um, aren't, God, my nose is an issue like crazy. I don't know what the deal is. It's just, I don't know. So, um, yeah, and then like you see, the Razer phone. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, gaming phones, I think they have a, a market. I don't personally game on a phone because if I'm going to spend that much time on a phone to game like that hardcore, I would have a, I have a Switch. Um, and I'm not that great at, at games. And I don't have a lot of time where I'm sitting there. Usually my gaming sessions, it's like if I'm waiting for something, if I'm getting my car worked on, if I'm at a doctor's office or I'm waiting for my wife's in the store and I'm just going to sit in the car. So they're usually like five, 10, 15 minute little increment sessions. And so I, and I don't play a lot of those kind of games. I, I played call of duty mobile. I mean, I suck even worse on that than I do on regular call of duty with an actual controller. So I just, you know, God almighty crap is crazy. So it is what it is. So, um, you know, and, um, Actually, you know, on the phone, I, I kind of wish they would have done something with and I wish they don't do anymore is the Moto when they had the Moto uh, Maker where you could like have it customized. You can get like the back colored. I, I wish phone companies did that still. That was the one, another thing I missed too about phones is those Moto phones. I don't know if it was the Moto uh, 2015 ones or whatever. They had, um, you can go on their website and you can like make it a different color and you can put your name on the back. Now it sucked if you try to resell it. <laughs> it has your name on the back of it. It's kind of, of a bummer deal, but that's, but um, I, I like having, I, I feel like I don't have a choice. Like if I want the S20, I, in order for me to dig a different color or get anything, I have to get a skin. 
I don't have any choice in in materials. But I thought that was kind of cool having that mode that Moto Maker was kind of neat going on their website and you can actually customize it and have it shipped to you. And I'm curious how many people would actually do that. Like I know I would. Now my, my would my parents for their iPhone? I don't think they care. It's space gray. They don't give a sh- they don't give a rip. Again, a lot of people. We're in the minority here in this group and in these tech channels like that. We're in the minority here. You know, we're, we just are. A lot of people look at their phones as communication devices. They got to use them, and it's just they don't care. It's Android. It's a Samsung. It's a whatever. Um, there are chances for giving people some choice. I had a guy at work. He was actually using a OnePlus 6 or 6T. I couldn't remember. And I came to work. This is before we left the bank. He was one of the newer guys that started, and he kind of said, hey, what kind of phone is that? It's a G8X, and I showed it to him. He's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, fast forward to like last week, he actually called me, uh, paid me at work. I was actually working. He goes, hey, Sam, it's Sanjay. I said, what up? He goes, hey, man, just want to let you know I bought a V60 because I saw you had the G8X, and I thought, man, I'm going to get the V60. And he goes, I fucking love this phone. He goes, I love having the dual screen. I love I can take it off, and the battery life is killer. I'm glad you said something about it. You having the G8X really made me look at that as, as a, an alternative. And he said, because the S twenties were so expensive and he wanted to save money, he wound up saving like 300, 400 bucks. And he loves the phone. Absolutely loves it. And so, you know, I, I hear that and it kind of makes me smile. So, you know, I, I thought it was kind of funny, but, um, I miss that too. So we're talking about things I miss, you know, I really miss the, the ability to have that, um, customization choice. That was kind of nice on hardware because, I liked having something unique. That's part of the reason why I like Android because I like walking around and having a different kind of phone. It's not the reason why I don't, there's, there's all the reasons why I don't use an iPhone as a, as a daily driver. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I like to have the choice of hardware. I like some variation and I like to being unique. I don't know about you guys, but I like having uniqueness. I like having something where somebody looks at you and they, and like when I was, I had a Blackberry, that key two LE for a while. And I brought it to work one day and the lady, one of the people I was working with said, I mean, she goes, oh, is that a Blackberry? They make Blackberry still. I said, well, not really technically, but I kind of explained it to her. She's like, that's cool, man. I remember having a Blackberry and I just remember that was such a cool phone. And, da, da, da. and it was just kind of funny because we would have had to talk about anything else, but, and here's the thing, maybe we're all just full of shit. Nobody really cares except like a dozen people in the world, right? Just us. We care, right? The, the tech enthusiast, the tech informer, the tech, um, preacher, I guess is a word just to steal. I don't mean to steal Eric's terminology, but, um, but basically I do, I don't think people really care. I think they just see a phone and it's got new features and it has a camera and you're right. They don't look at, Oh, I did notice this. And I don't know if anybody else noticed this and they probably do. And if they did and I didn't hear it, then I'm a stupid ass. I apologize. I thought that the only phone that had focus peaking on a manual mode was the LG. And I'm here to tell you, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but I found that it may be, again, I'm already prefacing the statement by saying I may be an idiot and I don't fucking know. And maybe this is a thing and I'm so stupid. I don't even know any better, but I'm going to try to see, I can't do it, but it actually has focus peaking. So, I can try to show you. Oh, oh, how the hell is that? Anyways, it does. It has focus peaking. It's actually pretty cool. Um, I think it, it, I was like, because I was doing this because I was taking, I sold, oh, by the way, I sold my uh, central phone and I sold the V35. So I don't know if anybody ever said that, but it, there is focus peaking on the manual mode on a, on, the, on this Note 10. 
Yeah. I'm not kidding. If you have, if you have, anybody has a Samsung phone or a Note 10, I don't think anybody does, but it does. I'm not kidding you. I, it was like, it was so like stunning. I didn't, I was like, man, am I fucking seeing that right? Cause it didn't notice it for it's, it's not as pronounced on a, on a Samsung on the LG. It's like really like it's, it's very noticeable. And I, I wish I can't do it here. I may try to make a video of it, but if you go to the manual mode and you actually, there actually is, and I can't, I'm trying to find something that I can try to do. I, there is focus peaking and I can't show, I don't know why it's, doing that. It's so weird. I guess it's not showing, but anyways, there's focus peaking, I promise. So it's pretty cool. Um, and I did, I, I was like, holy shit. I just kind of stumbled upon it. Cause I was trying, I can never, when I'm taking a picture of the phones, the auto mode's never in focus and I'm trying to get close. And I was like, so I got to manual mode. So maybe I can manually focus this. And I was trying to get the top of the essential phone. And as soon as I got to the top of it, when it came in focus, it got green all around. It. I was like, oh, focus peaking. Holy shit. Cool. So it's a thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't replicate it because I have shit. I don't have a camera. I'm not, you know, I don't have a good rig here. But I'm telling you, it's it's legit. I don't know if that's new, or that's I, I can tell you, I never noticed on any other phone I've ever used other than LG because I really never try to um, to do that. Third party camera apps. I yeah, I use GCam but for some reason. Every time I try to put GCam on that essential phone, I even the APKs and I would download the APKs. And I think the last good one was, I think six, four, there might've been a seven version of it. Um, it crashed all the time. It was not stable at all. And, and I was told that you didn't have to root the phone. And that's another thing. I, part of the reason I got rid of the essential phone was it could look and looked like rooting. That thing was a nightmare. The, the easiest phone I ever had with rooting was a, my one plus. They were always easy to unlock the bootloaders and shit. It's just too, it was just too complicated of all the shit. You had to like had a different kind of partitions, AB, and you had to know which side to put it on. And, and fuck all that. I'm not doing all that bullshit. Plus, this, this, it was such a stock experience. I really didn't feel like I had to root it. Um, but so, yeah, I, I got rid of those both. So I don't know what I'm going to do now. Um, I know Matt is uh, on. I don't know. I'm assuming last time I talked to him, he still has the um, the Nubia and the S20 Ultra. I'm sure he probably is going to change that by next week. I'm hoping that the G8X actually gets there. Holy shit. It's been a nightmare. Good fucking God. I should have just FedExed it. Anyway, it's a mess. So, um, yeah, that newbie did look slick. I, I think it's pretty cool. So, yeah, and I would, I honestly, if I was reading my phone, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do an OTA. And that's what I kind of liked about when you used the jailbreak phones, it would block, it broke OTAs um, from Apple. So you couldn't really do it. And I, and I heard that you can now, they talk about jailbreaking iOS 13 point, was it four or five? I think they can jailbreak. Although, Last time I jailbroke, my, I had an iPhone that I tried to jailbreak. None of the jailbreaks I used to use that were really cool back in the day either worked, they were old, they've been kind of, um, they were kind of funky. So, um, yeah, no shit. I, 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 this, I am absolutely, I am positive for sure. When Andrew, when he gets this phone, if he fires it up, I guarantee if he does a software update, he's going to get, he's going to get an Android 10. It's going to update the 10 because it will. It's just going to. I think the G8X is on at and already is on Windows, Android 10. Um, at least it should be. I don't know. I don't pay attention to LG's schedule. Um, so um, I must have missed something that somebody said here. Hold on a second. Oh, I guess somebody made a comment about HTC. Yeah, I'm, I still have my HTC 10. I'm not getting rid of that. That I'm keeping. Um I absolutely, I am not getting rid of that 
am eight, I'm ten, the 10. It's an awesome phone. Battery life's not very good on it, and it's running um, Lineage. I think I have Lineage 17, so it's uh, – although I might wait until it's better or long, or I might go back to do Lineage 16, which is an Android 9 um, tech, or an Android 9 build that's a little bit more stable. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, really? You got to be kidding me. I'm, I, I'm not tired. Um, I'm doing okay. The chaotic energy is a bit low. Um, I think I'm pretty crazy today. I, don't, I, I think when I had Viper on, I don't know. No, I'm fine. I actually, I'm actually having a good day. Um, I'm just, I don't feel tired. I mean, it's not okay. But I appreciate that DT is caring out for my my overall well-being because I know he's a doctor-ish in training person kind of thing. So um, tech that I'm, and some of you may have tech are most nostalgic about um don't really know um i'm not sure i have to think about that so maybe something come up to me um and yeah so matt says yeah it will have android 10 well at least i'm glad um he's gonna follow up tomorrow i was supposed to be delivered tuesday they even sent a letter and said it was going to be hopefully delivered by tuesday because they said that the actual depot had a covid patient it was positive so they had to stream down staff so it was just this getting it to Matt through Parcel Force and between the U.S. Postal Service, it's just been a fucking total nightmare. Um, <laughs> never again will I send an international package to U.S. Postal Service. It'll be FedExed every time. Um, rotary phones. I was old enough to remember Party Line, so that's that was interesting. So I remember when we got our actually first dedicated phone number. Um, that was cool. And also, my my mom finally bought a cordless phone. You know, with the old wire <laughs> telescopic antenna. I remember, because remember, in the old days, you used to have <laughs> the long 50-foot like phone cable, right? And you'd have to run it. And if you wanted any privacy, you had to shut your door with the cable on it, or you have to go downstairs or stand outside. But then my mom bought uh, the first. It was an old, like, I don't know what kind of, I think it was a Conair or some other bullshit cheapy phone from Walmart at the time. And it was, like, the first, like, wire cordless phone. I thought it was amazing. I was like, this is so cool. And of course the battery wasn't didn't last very long. But I yeah, I remember um yeah, I remember uh I remember that party lines and that kind of thing. And so I I remember having the first like cordless phone in my house on a charger. And uh that was kind of cool. I thought it was pretty neat. Um my other awesome like cool thing was the first time I played NFL 2K on my Dreamcast. Um uh, was the first time you played online like football against somebody. I thought it was so, so cool. It was like, holy shit. I'm actually playing real time. It was on dial up. Right. Um, and it was just, it was terrible. <laughs> so terrible. Looking back on it, just the game itself wasn't very good. And then I played fantasy star online. And I still played. Matter of fact, I got it on my GameCube. I'd actually been playing that again. I've gotten back into playing that game again. And then I find out that they made a Fantasy Star on the ver- Fantasy Star Online version the two. It's actually out now, but and it was on the Microsoft Store. But it's been a complete utter f- clusterfuck, and the game's like not loading, and it's like taking up a ton of hard drive space, and you couldn't un- un- uninstall. It's just been a mess. I'm gonna wait for it to kind of all work itself out. But if if it's legitimately as good as the old Fantasy Star Online with like active servers and everything. I would play that. I, that's something I missed too, as far as that. So, so, you know, it's, 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 it's been a good show. I'm glad we had, um, Viper on. I thought that was a pretty good show. I really appreciate it. Everybody stopping by and, and listening. Um, and, uh, we're doing good. So I, I didn't have a chance to, um, 
I forgot all about. And this is why Matt is always, I need Matt to be here because this throws me off when he's not now. Um, I needed really to, um, I needed to uh, plug the um, extreme skin. So I'll do that real quick. Um, yep. There we go. Spring strips. So it, that's good. So if you like dbrand and if you've had slick wraps, this is another alternative. I think they're really good. I have them on my phone. As you can see right there, um, I got it from the UK. So even if you're an American, it may take an extra couple of days to get it, but it's worth it. And this is really cool because I think they have better color options and it was easy to put on and it's been really good. So if you have a chance, um, check them out. They're pretty good. If you're not into skins, that's cool. But I, I'm not really, I kind of am, but I'm not, but I am. So here you go. It's pretty cool. Um, they had lots of different colors. It's easy to put on, good instructions and uh, good customer support because I ordered uh, one for a Switch, but it was a Switch light. I wasn't paying attention because I'm an idiot. And so immediately saw, oh shit, I got the wrong one because I had the original Switch. And then I emailed them done. They didn't give me any bullshit. It didn't take like two weeks to process. They just credited my card back and they were really good. So they're really good people. If you get a chance, check them out. Extremeskins.com. They're pretty good. Go check them out. Get yourself some and some we have usually have a discount and uh, so they're pretty good. So I guess if I'm trying to think, let me make sure. Um, no, I don't think we're getting MKBHD. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and and, and unpopular opinion, I, I don't really know what I would say to, to, to Marquez. I think he seems like a good guy, um, but it's just outside my, my lane. And, you know, I, um, and, and I, I would like to, oh, don't get me wrong. I would love to get a chance to, but I, I like talking to, to people like Viper or, and, and we, next week we'll have Trent Marshall on here, the uh, tech rant. Uh, I'd like to have some like Eric from easy computer solutions or people like, or um, those kinds of folks. I'd rather have people that, um, yeah, board of work would be good. I'd like to have him on here. I, I'd like to have people who are, you know, I, it was awesome having Tim Schofield, um, that was really incredible. I mean, it's it's good that they actually taking the time and to see that they're actually doing that's pretty cool. So um, yeah, we need Carl for sure. That would be pretty cool. So we're we're trying to line out those people and we're trying to do those things. Um, and like I said, so we're trying to to have some fun here. And I'm I'm hoping the whole point of this is gives me a chance to talk about some things and let me just kind of be who I am, which is kind of a general maniac. But also it gives you guys something to, on a Sunday, listen to, that you guys like to participate in, that is good to just kind of hang out and listen to, and try not to take too much of your time. Try to keep the, the conversations fun and interesting. Please give me feedback. Please tell me if there's something you wish to see. If I suck, yeah, that's probably very, very possible. Um, I appreciate that. Um, we can try to get anybody on. I mean, we, we have, we've uh, reached out to a couple different people, some lower um YouTubers and some kind of people that were probably considered big YouTubers. And then I don't know if I haven't reached out to Michael directly, but I'd, I'd like to. So and get them on there um, and see how that goes. But I really appreciate um, you guys coming in. I know um, it's, I, I apologize for last week, not being able to stream. Um, and Matt's uh, sorry. He could be here today. He really wanted to be, but he had something come up and he just wasn't, wasn't able to show up. So we, we appreciate that you took the time to come up. I'm glad that Viper was on. I was glad he, he couldn't stay the whole two hours, which is okay. Um, he can only stay an hour. Um, so um, we really appreciate that you guys take your time and you really are fans. And it gives you something to look forward to and it gives you something to have fun with. And we like talking tech and just whatever other conversation organically spills from this, which is cool. So um, 
and so well, I guess that we'll, I'm going to wrap it up here because I don't really don't have anything else to talk about. So um, again, I appreciate everybody here. Fat Purvis, Aditya, Gary, the fireman, Ronald, uh, DSO has been in the chat. I mean, it's, it's you guys showing up every week consistently and listening is, is awesome. We're going to, I'm going to try to download this audio and make sure that I have it. And I'm gonna try to get some kind of like an actual podcast stream and start just an audio version of this. So that's available. I really know how it works. I'm going to have to work with that. Um, but I really appreciate all you guys support and all the encouragement and the love. I'm glad you guys come in and you find something that you enjoy. It really means a lot to me and, and I appreciate it very much. And I, I know it's, it's, it's schmaltzy to say, but I love you guys. And I really appreciate you guys coming and, and taking the time and, and being, um, there for me and enjoying the conversation. And we're going to keep it going. We're going to do it next week. We're going to have Trent and Marshall here and Matt should be here. I'll be here and, um, we'll keep it going. And, um, Please, anybody, again, as I say every podcast, and I'm not kidding, anybody else, I mean, we don't have anybody lined up after Trenton next week. If you want to come on, send me a message, send Matt a message, even if it's on for 20 minutes. Who gives a shit if it's not a very good audio? You see what I'm working here? I'm not in the studio. I'm in my wife's office. I've got a headset with $60. I don't care if you want to. Just show up and StreamYard's free. Come on even for 20 minutes and just talk. We'd love you to do that. And I want you all to know that I'm here. If you want to do that, come and let me know. So with for Matt and Absentia, that's Sam. I'm going to leave you with that. And please, everyone, stay safe. Have a good week. We will see you next Sunday, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And um, want you all to take care. Stay safe. And again, thank you for, for listening. And thank you for participating. And thank you for being for you, figure for you guys being you. So I'm gonna just leave it at that. Have a good week. You guys take care. Love you.